so Travis. Yes, Jake. I want you to treat yourself. Treat yourself. I want you to treat yourself. All right. I found out some very, uh, I don't know if distressing is the right word, but I found out some, <laughs> we got to take care of this information before the show started. Oh, wow. Is, what is it? Travis Tate has never seen Point Break. Nope, I've never seen and Point Travis, Break. I'm extending this invitation to you. Travis? Yes. Yes, treat Jake. Treat yourself. I will treat myself. Treat yourself to Point Break. When I heard that the the original Fast and the Furious movie was a basically a Point Break ripoff, I was like, well, I guess I don't need to see it now. You know what? So I never you're, got around to you're it. You're not entirely you're <laughs> not you're not entirely wrong. There there are yeah there are similarities, but like you know Paul Walker and that era of Vin Diesel are not Keanu and the immortal Patrick Swayze. There's probably an alternate universe where the Point Break movies went on to have the immortal am- amazing. Uh, just wacky sequels like the like the oh, Fast man, and the if, Furious if movies. If Point Break had gone on for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but the the Point in the Break year, <laughs> yeah. P five and point nine Break ten. Break ten, yeah. <laughs> it would have been cool. It would have no, been that would that would have been cool. But you know, uh, like like I said, I mean, what what got us talking about this was the kind of little bit of light rumors today of a a Princess Bride remake, and I was telling you. I, I try not to be precious about like remakes anymore. I try right. to be like, you know what, the original, the original is the original. It it's still great. exists. If they can right. make something cool, I you know I guess that's cute. But uh, like Princess Bride feels like nothing good will come of trying to de- you know you might at best you might make something that's not as good as it. Right. I mean, there's if they're gonna reboot <clears throat> like the Princess Bride universe. That's fine. I mean, I, I, you don't need to remake the movie, but you can make another movie in that story timeline or whatever you want to call it of the Princess Bride. Yeah. It could be, you know, Wesley and Buttercup's child or something like that going on an adventure, meeting wacky characters and stuff. So, I mean, that could be cool. I'm, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I, I don't think I would be super interested in that. Robin Wright and Carrie Elways are still around. They, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's more the idea of, like... This the things that the things that make that movie kind of the cla- for what for whatever it is if you like it or don't like it whatever I think it's something you can look at and say well they got they got all the right elements in this and I just don't I don't think you can do that again and the, and it depends the, on who's making it too <clears throat> because Rob Reiner directed it right yeah it was I a Nor- so. did Norman Lear write it or it was I would have it was to his look. brainchild of some sort so I mean if you get the right creative people i mean what if they had uh, who made enchanted i liked enchanted a lot you could do uh, some fun stuff with that william goldman who wrote the book and the screenplay okay did norman lear have anything to do with it because i saw a tweet that said norman lear's princess bride even though i was like pretty sure uh rob reiner is the one who directed that not norman lear but uh maybe he was producer i don't know but like just just all the all the people in it were the right version like who who who's gonna who gonna be Fezzik? I mean, you don't have who to is have our modern, Fezzik. Who is our modern guy who is deaf so he talks like? That? If you're gonna if you're gonna remake it, who uh, you get Braun Strowman probably professional. He's like six foot eight. He's not as big as Andre, but he's it's a pretty that, big impressive he, guy. Andre the Andre the Giant was really charming, right? Especially in that Braun movie. Braun Strowman's charming. 
I can tell you some charming things about it. He flips over cars. He flipped over a semi. (laughs) His hobby is uh, putting a pin down whenever he takes a dump so he knows where he's he's pooped around the country. I mean, that's pretty charming in a a weird way. Of all the things to keep track of. Yeah. (laughs) It could be worse things, right? You know what? You know what? I've changed my mind. Princess Bride remake. All systems You're on board now. Braun Strowman. But what I was saying also was like, the, a good example of we made a we kind of made the peak version of a thing, and then remaking it and have no idea of, you know, th- what was in this thing was the optimal version was Point Break, right? And that like Patrick Swayze amazing, Keanu Reeves amazing, uh, uh, I think was Lori Petty in that? I don't. You're talking to the wrong wait, person because I Travis, haven't seen it. Travis, this is going to get you on the hook. The All red, right, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it. All of them. No, just Flea and uh, Anthony. You remember the uh, Flea and Anthony Kiedis? Flea's very... still acting now. I saw him in a trailer. Was he? Yeah. Well, I mean, Flea. I th- I have to imagine Flea got Anthony Kiedis in on it. I mean, Flea's in Back to the Future. Yeah, he's in a he's in a movie coming out later this year about it's an African American couple that accidentally shoot a officer. <laughs> uh, they get pulled over or whatever, and they're on the run. They're as the as the guy oh. in the movie says, it's the black Bonnie and Clyde. Is the, and th- I, this is a that, this is a drama, right? Yeah, yeah. I have seen the trailer for that. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, I saw the Fleas trailer twice. That? Yeah, huh? Well, I guess. I, I guess <laughs> sure. I generally he's he's like a cameo in comedies. Like, uh, did you ever see The Getaway? No, I didn't. Flea not. and Anthony Kiedis drive a monster truck in that. I think <laughs> <laughs> there, there there was just wow. a brief. A brief moment in the '90s where Flea and Anthony Kiedis were in a couple of movies. It's 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 something I like to call the Henry Rollins effect. <laughs> hey, you make good music. You want to be in our movie? Hey, you brought up Lori Petty. Yes. I saw a report that um, Margot Robbie is optioning Tank Girl. She wants to reboot Tank Girl. Speaking of reboots, Tank Girl is a movie that I kind of want to revisit. I think. I had no idea what I was going to watch when I went and saw Tank Girl. I was watching it. It was on uh, over-the-air TV. Ice-T's a kangaroo in that, isn't he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's kangaroo people, and Ice-T's one of I'm them. A, I'm a mothupial. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting. It's it's weird, and you, you really like Lori Petty because she's just so uh, off Lori the Petty wall. is in it. And too. I think Margot Robbie, after... Is it Robbie or Roby? I don't know. After seeing her play uh, Harley Quinn, she could definitely play Tank Girl. And I sure. think she'd do a good job. But, I mean, Tank well, that, Girl Tank Girl's an okay movie. It didn't have much of a budget, and I don't know who directed Tank, it. Tank Girl is a comic series that I am 0% familiar with, other Me than neither. just seeing images periodically. So I guess the question would be is... Uh, would they? What would what would that movie be? Would it be her kind of doing a Lori Petty impression? Is there a? a mm, I think she would be kind of goofy, but I don't know that she would be doing a Lori would it Petty be, impression. Would it be sort of a like a Judge Dredd to Dredd, where the movie Judge Dredd is more or less Sylvester Stallone as like Judge <laughs> Dredd is Sylvester Stallone, where Dredd was Carl Urban actually trying to be the thing that he's supposed to be doing. Can I tell you, I saw like a a 200 foot poster of Sylvester Stallone for the new Rambo the movie, new Rambo. <laughs> the biggest I, Stallone of I all. I find myself staying away from previews for that movie. Cause I, <laughs> I just, I don't feel like it's going to be some, I, I like that. That Rambo movie is crazy over the top violence. It was, it was pretty good, pretty good way to close out that show. Right. 
I guess I think some of it is I feel <laughs> there's an aesthetic to Rambo that when I see the trailer for Rambo Five, I'm like, that's just Sylvester Stallone. He's he's just rebooting everything now because uh, there's I, I saw a, a report that Robert Rodriguez wants to reboot Cobra with Stallone in it. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're just rebooting everything. Nothing's original. Have you seen anymore. Cobra? Uh, not since I was a kid. I saw it way, way, way back. Oh, like the, I don't remember some, much There's some it. great... Like, Cobra is one of the peak uh, the peak movies where you watch it and go like, oh, this this is a bad, this is a bad policeman. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to do things. <laughs> like That's where they started in the 80s. It was rogue police officers. Yeah, yeah. Lethal Weapon, Cobra. There was a bunch of, you know... Yeah. Like, Lethal Beverly Weapon... Beverly Hills Cop. I feel like Lethal Weapon was maybe the razor's edge of, like, balance between we have we kind of do have to be cops, but we're 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 we break the rules a little bit. Whereas Cobra, <laughs> Cobra's like he's literally walking into a hostage situation and telling, <laughs> you know, that one of the famous things is the guy in the grocery store. He's like, like, keep talking, cop. I'm gonna blow this place up. And there's hostages, and he gets on the mic, and goes, go ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> Cobretti, your own can. It's yeah. Oh, his it's name was Cobretti. Huh? Marian, I forgot Marian that. Marion Cobretti. Marion. Marion Cobretti. Ugh. I like the. I've been seeing that uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie, and the guy that. Uh, what? Have you not seen the trailers for Ford versus uh, Ferrari? No. What is? It's got Matt Damon and. Uh, you know, Batman. Uh, oh, is Christian it, Bale is in it. Is this a story to be told? Is there like a legit story to this, or is this like? Yeah, it's a it's a real story. It's about oh, how okay. Ford basically came up with the the Mustang. I think is what they came up with. But yeah. uh, the guy that kind of was behind it. I mean, Lee Iacocca had something to do with it because he was with Ford. And uh, but there was a guy named Carol Shelby, and there was actually like a there was a car called the Shelby back back when we were kids and stuff. Hmm. But I just thought it was interesting. He had two girls' names, and he was, he's <laughs> one of the you know biggest muscle cars of all time. We're inspired by him. Sure. So I just thought it was interesting. So, Trav. Yes, Jay. You, I, you know, we, we, we've got things out. By the way, welcome to Late to the Party with Trav oh, State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Late to the Party with Trav State. How you doing, everybody? Yeah. Uh, you have been in California. And I have. You, uh, you were. It was so hot. You were all over Fan X, and I was hoping to catch some good stories out of both. You want a breakdown of how my last ten days since we last saw each other? I'm basically, gonna, I'm just gonna lay back and let it wash over me. All right, we'll we'll break it down. So we'll we'll go back to uh, Thursday of Fan X. That was it was a fun day. I got to do the panel about recasting. I did a I did. Um, Remember who she, you did that with? <laughs> the people on it, it was uh, Brian Higgins, Matt Foster, and Mark Middlemas. I'm not going to be able to remember everybody's names on all these panels. You were on a f- so some don't be offended. You, you were on a few where there were a lot of people. Like yeah, there was some, like I told you, I listened to that movies that make us that you were on, and there were at least what there were 39 people on that panel. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, there was at least 15, probably. Yeah, I don't know exactly how many there was. Uh, let's see, there was uh, the movies that make us people. There was me. There was somebody from Cutscenes and Cupcakes. I know you listen to their I think podcast. Maybe two, I think maybe two there of the was, hosts were there, but I'm 
Again, there were so many people there that right. I kind of got lost. There in. was, I think, Rich Bonaducci, who worked yes, for Rich Fox 13, was there. There was, there was a big variety of folks, and that was a lot of fun. We were basically just talking about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was fun. Out there so, standing for Disney. Yep. Thursday uh, was the recasting panel, like I said, and the two that I chose was um, Emily Blunt was supposed to be... Um, Black Widow in the Avengers movies, and she backed out partially so she could make Gulliver's Travels with Whoa. Jason Segel and Jack Black. Oh yeah, that was something <laughs> that happened. Man, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black is a <laughs> Jack Black is kind of a fascinating individual. In there's something extremely magnetic about his personality, but he almost exclusively makes terrible things. My name is Jack Black. I can't do it. I guess I do uh, like. I really, 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 really like Nacho Libre. I've never seen it. I, that that seems like a that that is a movie that I don't know that I would care for. But I think you'd be I surprised. Would not have a problem with people who love it. The subtleties <laughs> in the humor are yeah. really, really funny. Just the small things, the small little acting choices that he does are hilarious. It's not over the top, Jack Black. It's very wow. That's not the very impression subdued. that I've gotten from. Uh, he does little he, bits. Of there are parts that are over the top, but there is a lot of subtle humor in there that is very, very funny. Is Stallone going to remake Over the Top? I hope so. He's going to go back <laughs> one more, one more competition that he's got to win with his his thumb trick. He dies at the end. It'll be called Under the Top. <laughs> <laughs> Under the ground. <laughs> Bull oh. Hurley comes back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the top, such a silly movie. It is. It's dumb. <laughs> he gains it's fun, but it's dumb. I again, speaking of rogue people, I'm sorry. I'm getting not, I'm getting bad on tangents uh, of rogue people. Uh, I always, even as a kid, I remember the part where uh, Anthony Apollia takes the kid back. And he drives his truck through like the rich guy gates right. to take his son to an arm wrestling competition. <laughs> I was like, no, like that, you do. That guy goes to jail that night. <laughs> yeah, for a long, long time. <laughs> so the other thing I talked about on the recasting panel was I talked about how uh, originally uh, Richard Pryor was supposed to play Sheriff Bart in Blazing Saddles, and Cleavon Little ended up playing yeah. that mostly because of Richard's. Uh, mental problems he was having and his addictions and things like that. And But I did a lot of research about Richard Pryor and there was one uh, role he lost out on because he set himself on fire. Uh, but in the original, very first, just like the, the beginnings of the Malcolm X movie in the 80s is when they started working on it, Richard Pryor was, was going to play Malcolm X for a wow. while. Then he passed on it. It went to Eddie Murphy then he passed on it. It went to Denzel Washington. I think they made the right choice. Who, by the way, Denzel now rumored uh, that Marvel's going after him to play Magneto. This is an interesting choice. It is. I mean, that's a good choice because look at the guys who have played Magneto. Like, it's traditionally the three that have or the two that have played it really, really good actors. Yeah. With yeah. Sir Ian McKellen and then Michael Fassbender, and now I mean, you you throw really in Denzel. Yeah. Obviously, he's not going to have the uh, World War II concentration camp angle if it, if it's Denzel. That's one but of it could be it could be like a a modern tale of maybe he grew up in the '60s 
and saw, you know, all the race riots and stuff like that. And that yeah, affected him a, or something like that. That's a really good, that that's a good way to go. So it just modernizes it a little bit. Yeah, that's one of those things like Magneto and, and World War II and uh, the Punisher and Vietnam are two things that as time goes on, they have to kind of go like, well, we got it. We need to do something else. We need to figure <laughs> right. something else out. Like, Right. You know, Unless it, he's frozen in time somehow. You, it, there, there probably is a story. You know, it, you talk about X-Men especially. X-Men is a book that, uh, like, if... Like, I, I kind of weave in and out of reading Marvel comics for a while here and there. And something like, say, Spider-Man, I would come back to 10 years later and still be able to pick up and pick up the beats on, like, oh, yep, it's still Peter Parker. Yep, he's still... He's still Peter Parker and he's still Spider-Man and his villain's like, oh, who's the, who's negative, man? And it takes... Every time I'm away from reading X-Men for like a year, I'm like, what is this book? Who are all these people? <laughs> How is the... Why, why is Beast a cat now? Like, what? Colossus is the juggernaut? What the hell is going on, <laughs> It should be people? the mysterious X-Men. That should be the new... Instead of uncanny. It's... It, X-Men is... Uh, I struggle to try and figure out how to describe it. There's something about X-Men that is just so... It changes so drastically all the damn time. <laughs> so, but, you know, that, I'm sure they figured that out. But Punisher is one of the ones that is really hard because that... You know, Vietnam was a big part of that origin story. Right. As years get on, it gets worse. Oh, I was going to go back to Magneto. Also, I always... It's hilarious. Magneto is like Ian McKellen, but like comics Magneto that old is like very disturbingly ripped they were really pushing the age limit with even ian mckellen because i mean what is he now maybe maybe 80 so he was probably oh 60 ish when they in the 90s when they did it because it was what like 96 97 or was it later was it even 98 might have been 99 maybe Hmm. i don't know i don't know anyway that's that's just a rumor i heard Uh, no, that's, and then, cool, that's cool rumor. Like I, I would be really stoked for that. I yeah, think, yeah I think be it really would be fun. a good take. Then later that night, I had uh, the Seinfeld panel. It was basically 30 years of Seinfeld. And that was really fun. It was all over the place. I had a bunch of questions. And it just it kind of went everywhere. But it was a lot of fun. Good. That- so, and that's fine. If a panel like that, it's... Do you remember this time where blah, blah, blah? And then everybody laughs. And then, do you remember this time? So I'd bring up questions and it would just kind of, we had uh, Carrie Jackson, uh, Shannon Barnson, both of them from Geek Show. I'm trying to remember who else was on that panel. It was all over the place. I, I, if you're on there, I, I, when I release them, I will, I will give you credit on there. I'll put your name on it, but I can't remember off the top. It's been, it's been a long been week a and a half. Yeah, it's been a little while. But that was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed that. I came up with, uh, because one of the things I always liked in the Seinfeld movies is they had uh, fake Seinfeld movies. You know, they'd go to the movies and it was usually like a fake movie. Yeah. So I kind of came up with my own (laughs) fake versions. And that was a lot of fun. So if you listen, if that's the one that I attached to this episode, I'm going to attach the the panels. I haven't listened to them yet. I haven't had time. So hopefully uh, the three that I recorded came out well and if so i will attach them to the panel or to the end of the next three episodes so uh, give it a listen it'll be fun so nice that was a lot of fun uh then friday i didn't have any panels friday so i mostly just hang out uh hung out you know caught up with some friends that i only get to see pretty much at 
the fan x stuff so that was a lot of fun did you get pictures with anybody this year no no only my my oldest son went with me and he took off and he does his own thing so it was because my other two kids are working now so they can't really get the days off mm. or they don't want to give up the money to get anything the fun off. walking the floor this year you see anything cool honestly i don't walk the floor that much was there a stand up was there a costume you saw above all this no year? no i mean obviously there was cool costumes none of them like i was like oh that's amazing so no no it's more that those shows i'm a, i can uh I'll, I'll be interested in what's the costume that ever that like everybody thought they were going to be clever to do this year oh it was fat thor yeah there you go no definitely fat thor was everywhere yeah so that's good it was the new harley quinn for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> in all senses yeah uh, uh, that night I ended up, uh, I was doing shows. I opened for Jesus Trejo, uh, from LA. He's a, he's a friend of mine. Nice. Great shows. He's going to be filming a Showtime special. And I think in November it's going to kill. Nice. Like it's going to be such a good special. So if you guys have Showtime, definitely watch a special. Nice. It was probably, I told him, I think that was the best hour of stand up I've seen since Donnell Rollins was here. And that was in like. February or March. Hmm. So that's like six months. So it was definitely, definitely good. Uh, then Saturday rolled around. I did that uh, Movies That Make Us podcast. That's with Jake Dietz, uh, Tracy Mangum, and uh, Valerie Cameron. Mm-hmm. They host that show. And then there was just a big round robin of people. And, you know, I, I got some good lines in there. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was only like 45 minutes because... Uh, I had to go to a panel like as soon as we were done, I had to run off and do a panel and everybody else was kind of in between panels. So it was kind of grab everybody that was in the green room and let's let's do this real quick. Was it a, was it sort of thrown together? Was it just like was it uh, it was kind of the day before it, it was oh, the okay. day before they're like, hey, do you want to be on this with us tomorrow? And I That's was like, cool. absolutely. That's so, cool. yeah. And we worked out the, par- the perfect time. Half the equipment used on there was mine. Yes. It was like there were so many people. I was like, I've got mics. And they're like, really? And we used my (laughs) Zoom. So they had to, when you go back and when you you go to their uh, feed and listen to that episode, it's actually recorded on two different Zooms and they had to splice them together because we recorded like three mics on mine and the rest of them on the other one. And it sounds really good. It's it's, it's perfectly lined up. So I had no idea. So. Sorry, taking a swig. Girl, uh, we're swig friendly here. Huh? Swig friendly. So after after that, I had the. Are you a swig or a fizz man? Or uh, we've got. I think I we've know, talked about this. I don't it, know which is which. In my little town, we've got one called Guzzle. Yeah, I've never been to any of them. We do have a fizz in Stansbury Park, mm. where John Smith is from, mm. who was on the next panel that I I was like on, John which Smith? is He's a good guy, Indiana Jones. Did you it was, did you tell him I said hello? I did actually. Thank you. Yes, he said you're a great guy. He told me about <laughs> he told me about a car that you had, and you took the emblem off of a nice car and put it on your car. Do that. And then <laughs> was it a Geo Metro? I think it was a Geo Metro, but you put like a <laughs> it was like a Buick or a BMW or something. I like think that. I do remember that now. That's <laughs> funny. I forgot about that. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, in in high school, I drove a little white Geo Metro, which was surprisingly a lot of fun to drive. <laughs> was it a stick? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Penny's dad had a Geo Metro for a long time, and I think I drove it a few times. It was a stick. It was. It was kind of zi- like zipping it's around. Peppy, yeah. 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 
<laughs> it was like you were in a little tiny uh, little pod more than a car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I said, fun car. Yeah. Fun car for that age, you know. Fun car. Fun car. I don't know why I had to say it that way. You, you prompted me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was on the Indiana Jones. It was Shout celebrating yeah. 35 years of... Or wait, no, it was 30 years of uh, Temple of Doom and 25 of Last Crusade. Does that sound right? Anyway, we kind of uh, bounced into the other movies too. Kerry Jackson moderated that and he told us uh, if we if we strayed from the two movies that he was going to whip us. And so but, you, of course, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Carrie, every chance I got the crystal skull, <laughs> Carrie. Ooh. But that was fun. Like, Carrie was on it, John was on it. Uh, a cr- friend the of mine, Craig Indiana Price, Jones Adventures, Carrie Jackson, brought that up too. Yeah, for sure. Craig Price was on it. There was other people I can't remember. I can't remember everybody that was on it right now. I'm, I apologize if Indiana you're one Jones of them. and the Fate of Atlantis on PC. You That'd be naughty, cool. Naughty Jackson. But we had a lot of fun, and I got that one recorded. Hopefully it came out. I haven't listened to it, so I'll, I'll attach that to an episode as That's well. Cool. But that was a lot of fun, and that was that was in a smaller room, but it was full. Like Sometimes being in a small room and having a full crowd is better than a big room that makes sense. and a small crowd. Because the Seinfeld, if it was in a small room, it would have been full. But we were in like the biggest panel room besides the grand ballroom. And it was the attendance was good, but it was spread out. Everybody was kind of... All over the place, yeah. which which makes it a little tougher, but it was still fun. Uh, then later, I did the Fast and the Furious panel, and that so was a you, lot of fun. You have completed all of those movies now. What's your What's your take? Oh, I I had already seen them all. I thought you. I went back and rewatched them though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I own them. What's all. your rewatch take? They're just a lot of fun. Are there really. any moments? The peak? five is my favorite. I think five is generally when they're out. when they're dragging those safes through yeah. through Rio when they're definitely killing people. Yeah, <laughs> that whole sequence is when they definitely really cool. That that town never recovered from the incident. <laughs> For sure, that's probably why they're they're having such which, a hard time now. Which movie is the most? Ri- okay. Before I tell you mine, what is the most ridiculous moment for you in those movies? What is like the uh, the stunt where you're like, oh my god. Probably the uh, submarine. Yeah, going through the ice and they're they're on cars. It was cool, but it's probably the most ridiculous. Uh, The maybe jumping the car from one building to another was pretty ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. That's that's a good call. Fun but ridiculous. What about Vin Diesel picking up the car while they work on it? Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because I was moderating it and I was asking questions and I used the word like silly. Somebody else said cheesy and a guy got up to ask a question. He's like, why are you you saying silly and cheesy? These are well-made movies. He was like upset. We're like, we all love the movies. Have you not listened to anything we said? We're talking about how we love it, but it is silly. We love the movies. And and I listed like five things that are ridiculous. Have you not watched them? Again, and then my, he just kept standing there, moments, and I was like, "Well, thank you for your question." <laughs> Vin Diesel jumps his car and then jumps and catches uh, what's her name, Michelle Rodriguez. Mi- Michelle yes. Rodriguez in the middle of the air yep. flies across to the other free, rolls over, and gets up, and lands, there isn't even a mark on his white lands on a windshield. Yes, <laughs> and then just gets up, ready to fight. Gets up like what? <laughs> what? Did, was yeah. Hobbs and Shaw part of the discussion? Yes, Hobbs and Shaw okay. was part of the discussion. Okay. It was. Kind of where do you want it to go from here? That kind of stuff. Uh, one guy asked, "Do you think it would be cool if they made 
where they raced around the world. And I was like, yeah, but they would have to call it. It's a furious, 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 <laughs> furious, 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 furious world. That's good. That's real good. That it's was almost, good off the top of my head. I was happy with like that. A, that almost feels like a shoot. <laughs> no, it was 100% off the top. I was pretty or proud no, of that work. one. It's a work, right? A work. That yeah, almost feels a like a work. Shoot means real. That's good. Well, shoot means real. Shoot that's means right. real. Work means set up. Yeah, if we're going to go wrestling terms. But that one was a lot of fun, too. That one had uh, Valerie Cameron on it, who was from the movies yeah. that make us. And it also she, had... She took time off of uh, chasing Tom Holland around. Yeah. It, <laughs> they did get a picture with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw that. I heard, I heard it was... I think I heard it was Jake that made it weird. Yeah, he was, like, looking... He was looking down at the ground or something. Like, he wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, they they oh. snapped those pictures <sighs> so fast. And to have multiple people, I've had some where my eyes were closed. I've had a couple, and they'll do a. Re- sometimes they catch it right there, and they just do a, a retake real quick. But sometimes you go pick up your picture, and your eyes are closed, and it's like uh, okay. And then they'll usually like oblige and try and hook you up with another one. But, oh, that's nice. But that's not always how it works. Do you have Do you have the option if you go? Do you have the option to look at your photo and say like I'm not paying for this. You've already paid for it. So you so you they prepay can, for it. You can get there and they have a, a picture where your eyes are closed and you're just like 120 bucks. You're the, you're done though, sorry. The last time I got a picture, I did it with, with my son and we got one with Carl Urban. And my eyes were closed. And I didn't know till we picked it up later. And that was when they had the fiasco with the printers going down. Yeah. So I didn't get it until the next day. Problem was he wasn't there the next day. Yeah. So I just went to, you know, you can buy them right there. And they were very nice. They, they, he wasn't there. So uh, they would have given us another one with Carl Urban, but instead uh, they gave us the option to either uh, basically transfer the price of that toward another one. We ended up going with Evangeline Lilly because Jason Momoa was sold out and, and that was cool. So we got a picture with Evangeline Lilly. And we, that seems, that seems like a good trade. We have the picture with Carl Urban. My eyes are closed. I like, I like all three of those people. Yeah, Yeah. So, uh, another person that was on the Fast and Furious panel was Rebecca Frost, and she's the newest member of the Geek Show po- podcast. So, oh, okay. I think she's kind of taking the the place of Jimmy Martin, who passed away. So, yeah, yeah. And that was that was actually very weird. Like, something I wanted to mention because I've been on several uh, panels with Jimmy Martin, and he was a great guy. I loved being on panels with him. Boy. Sometimes it would just be me and him playing back and forth, and everybody else was super boring, and we would kind of have our own discussions and be silly and. It was it was a sad loss when yeah like when the, he passed away. The, so. uh, I you know I didn't really I know know much about if anything about the guy, but the outpouring online you could tell he was a real one that like he was you know he was a legit good dude. Yeah. So and he treated people well, and it definitely showed. He I don't know anybody that had anything bad to say about him, but it it was just kind of weird him not being there anymore, and it kind of sucks. But I mean that's that's part of life. You. You just appreciate yeah. people for for the cool things they did. So, all right. So, after that, I went and uh, did uh, another show with, with Jesus at uh, Wise Guy Jordan Landing. And that was a lot of fun. We ended up going over to the downtown club that night. And actually, we went, we went Friday night as well. But Saturday, we went back. And uh, the headliner there was Jimmy O. Yang. He's from... Uh, What's the what's that uh, HBO uh, show yeah, where they he, all? He's the guy from. Uh, uh, you say they're all like Silicon Silicon Valley. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, that guy's really funny on that show. Yeah, he was really cool. So it was like me and Jesus 
And then Jimmy O. Yang and his opener, I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Derek, but I could be wrong. And then uh, Nate Bargatze showed up because yeah. he was doing a theater how's, downtown. Uh, how's Jimmy How's Jimmy O. Yang's, how's his stand-up? I didn't catch any of oh, his okay. stand-up, to be honest with you. Well, he, we got there pretty he, late because we did our shows he first. Play, he plays a, like, it's a very heavy, like, in-it character on oh, really? that show. So it's like, I, it, it, I don't know, it's like... Uh, like uh, you you watch Silicon Valley and you see T.J. Miller and you're like, oh, that's just who T.J. Miller is. Right. Like Jimmy O. Yang, I have to assume that's not what he's like in real life because he's playing a, you know. A he was really cool. I'd, I'd never met him before, so he was cool. But then, you know, Nate Bargatze shows up with his feature, who's Brian Bates. I've worked with him before. He's a really great guy, too. But they were doing uh, Kingsbury Hall, I think. So we had the, these wow. – these three uh, groups and somebody goes, so do we fight like an anchorman now? This is weird. So, but it was fun. It was cool to hang out with Nate cause Nate's blowing up right now. He had two sold out shows at Kingsbury. I think it was Thursday and Friday night. Oh yeah. It was Friday night that Nate came by, not Saturday. And, uh, but I mean, he's got several next Netflix specials out now. He's working on a, a, a sitcom. He showed us the trailer for the sitcom. Cool. Had it on his phone. Honestly, all he wanted to talk about was golfing with Tony Finau, though. He got to golf with Tony Finau early in, in the day. He's he's like the number 10 golfer in the world. He's, oh, he's okay. from Utah. Oh, okay. I think he's like late 20s. I think not, he went to BYU. I'm not up on my golf. I, I'm not super into golf either, but just hearing him how, talk about how's it. How's Lee Trevino these days? I don't know. Is it, I remember Chichi Rodriguez as well. They Chichi Rodriguez. Oh, he did the sword fight. Yes, he did. <laughs> what a character. But that's pretty much what, what he wanted to talk about was going golfing and how this guy could just hit the ball forever. Okay. So, but did, it you, was, ask, did you ask him about Holy Moly? <laughs> no, I don't think did I did. Did you ask him about the Bloodhound Gang? No, I didn't get a chance Wait. to do that. Trav, you're slipping, man. I mean, it's not like I had an hour to talk to him. He, he came by for like 20 <laughs> minutes, but it was great to catch up with him. I've opened for him before, and he's a he's a great guy. I, cool. I love Nate Bargatze, and he's one of those guys that are so cool. You, when he starts to blow up, you're like, good for him. I'm, I'm super yeah, happy great. for that guy. So that was cool to hang out with him. Uh, then You missed Jake the Snake. Yes, I did, I, get, uh, did get some, some uh, merch, right? Yeah, I, I missed Jake the Snake, but... My wife was there that night, and she works for Wise Guys, and she was going to buy a T-shirt. She's like, my my husband's a huge fan, so can I buy one of these? And uh, Jake the Snake's daughter is with him, and she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And she comes back with, like, two shirts, and she's like, here, just, my dad said, just give them to him. That's real nice. And then he's like, oh, he also signed a couple pictures for him. So I got, like, two Jake the Snake wow. pictures two t-shirts i was gonna wear one here today i actually That's forgot cool. one of them is uh where uh, macho man's tied up in the ropes and jake's got the viper on his uh, arm <laughs> that was great. one of them yeah <laughs> but penny said he was he was just so nice and so great and huh he was everybody loved him so i wish i could have met him but i mean it's pretty cool that i, I got a couple t-shirts yeah. out of it and i'm gonna wear those on stage and and promote jake the snake so times Got to get the word out there. That's right. And then, so Sunday morning, I ended up traveling, went down to Southern California. That night, I went to the... Oh, we're transitioning into California traveling? Yep. California Trav. Do, 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 do. That sounded like Baby know. Shark. Yeah, it did at the end. <laughs> it started out with the mamas and the papas, and then they they got together and made love and made a Baby Shark. Is that how it works? Yeah, the mamas and the papas... Wow. I need to, Trav. I think I need to look gave into birth, birth to baby control. shark. <laughs> baby shark. 
<laughs> that might be the name of the episode right there. The mamas and the papas gave birth to the baby shark. Wait, t- only time will tell. Yep, only time will tell. Uh, I, gotta, so, I gotta work on. I gotta drive you into saying something goofy now to top that. We will see. Anyway, uh, went to the improv lab that night. That's the open mic they have at the the improv in Hollywood. Did not get my name drawn yet again. Improv. Uh, Did they, you have they do some a more filthy line jumpers. No, that was uh, the Laugh Factory. Oh, okay. I didn't even go to the Laugh Factory t- this time because I had other stuff going on on Tuesday, and also it was about a hundred and three degrees that day, and I didn't want to sit in the in the hot sun for four hours. That seemed like a bad idea. No, so is- I didn't do that. When I went before, it was like seventy two, so it was perfectly fine to do it. But uh, didn't get my name drawn. But uh, Donnell Rollins. Uh, Rawlings stepped, uh, dropped in because he's working on uh, doing. Are you familiar with the Degenerates on Netflix? I know. I, yeah, yeah. The last one, Christina P did it. Joey Diaz did it. Brad Williams, uh, uh, Big J Okerson, a couple other people. I can't yes. remember. Okay, I know of it. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, they're doing a, a season two of that, and Donnell Rawlings is doing it. Miss Pat's doing it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Robert Kelly. Jim Norton. I can't remember everybody else. Anyway, so he came in to work his his set. He just kind of popped in, came in through the back, did his set, destroyed, and then just kind of popped out. So I didn't get a chance to talk to him, which is a bummer, but I got to see him. So that was pretty cool, and he he just killed. There was new stuff he didn't have when he was here before. So that's going to be really cool. Then Monday rolls around, and Monday was a was a big day for me, for for. Travis Tate comedy. That's the day where I got to go to the comedy store. I love the comedy store. I'm kind of obsessed with it a little bit right now. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to do the potluck show again. That was amazing. Uh, my set was good. It was solid. Nice. Not a lot of people, like maybe 10 people that weren't comics watching the show, which is challenging, but I, I'm happy with how it went. The guy that books the comedy store was watching. So, hopefully he didn't hate it. <laughs> Not that I would never know if he did. And then uh, I ended up, uh, we, we went to Kill Tony as well. That's a podcast, but they, they film it live at the comedy oh. store in the main room. And I didn't put my name in that last time I was down there because I was doing a gig at Poncho's in Manhattan Beach. So, Wait, I had to leave. It's a podcast? They record it and release it on a podcast. Oh. They also release huh. it on um, YouTube. I think the episode that I'm talking about now, it's pushing like it's between like fifty five and sixty thousand views already. Wow. Which is cool. And the show was good. And then the last guy that went kinda wasn't super strong. He seemed like he was kinda new to stand up. Didn't really have much to say. Cause they they do a minute of stand up and then they interview the person. And they try to get some funny stuff. Sometimes it's mean to that person, sometimes it's Ooh. just back and forth. Uh, but his wasn't super strong, so they said, all right, let's pull one more name out. Oh. And my buddy Jacob goes, it's going to be you, and they pull Travis Tate. Oh, wow. So I got to go up on the main room stage. I got to do the original room, which was Potluck, and the main room in the same night, which was pretty fantastic. Went up there, uh, did, did my set. That went well, got laughs, and then did the interview at one point. Uh... Because I, I, I did a shortened version. I have I have a joke about having big nipples. 
<laughs> and uh, the band, every episode, the band dresses up in a different theme. Yeah. They, they wear costumes. This one, they happen to, to be a bachelorette party. So Tony Hinchcliffe, who, who's, you know, kill Tony. He goes, I think the, the bride would probably enjoy having a strip tease. <laughs> Trav. So I was at, Trav. I was, for half a second, I thought about saying no, but then I thought I'm on the main room stage at the Trav. comedy store. Hell yeah. Thousands Trav. of people are going to see this. Hell Yes, If I'm Travis. ever going to do it, when am I going to do it? Travis, I am genuinely proud of you. So I did a strip tease for... <laughs> how, how low did you go? Uh, I kept my pants on, but I shirt off. You can keep your pants on. I did a Rick Rude uh, oh, gyration yeah. thing. Did you, I kinda, did you do the, the squeezies? Who'd you have airbrushed on you? Nobody. That was just uh, <laughs> old Navy jeans was, was airbrushed <laughs> on me. Whipped off your pants, and it's like uh, <laughs> I didn't know, go down to there. I didn't go that, John that far. John your cheeks. Oh, that would have been something. So yeah, I did. just like squeezing cheeks, going rosy, rosy. <laughs> I kind of tried to. I don't know why I had to do it for the. Yeah, audio. you were you were hip hip thrusting <laughs> right there. I did a little. Uh, tried to twerk a little bit and slapped my butt for the bride. Apparently, when I went back and watched it, uh, I was shown quite a bit of butt crack that I wasn't Sweet. aware of at the time. So wow. Travis Tate after dark. Yep. So that that was fun. Uh, Please insert quarters. <laughs> did well on the interview. Closed out the show with you know big, big eruptions of laughter. Everybody had a good time. Nice. Uh, the bride gave me a dick whistles. What I'm going to call it. it's a they had they had these little because they're bachelorette parties. They had yeah. little fake penises. Yeah. Is whistles and uh, headbands and things. So how it goes. I've got a dick whistle. So wait, now I, I this was home. a. This was a theme for the band, so they weren't a real bachelorette party, right? No, they weren't a real bachelorette party. I am party. to understand the bachelorette party, either the bachelorette party or the white girl with a birthday is the true bane of comics everywhere. Uh, you know what? In Utah, they're actually not that bad. Get We out. get them all the time, and they're usually no trouble. Huh. Well. To be honest with you. Shout out to bachelorette they're parties at, in Utah. Even if they're drinking, they're really not that bad. I don't know what it is about Utah, but sometimes people the comics don't even know they're there to be honest with you if you don't point it out good good on i just you. don't point it out when i MC, and maybe that's what it is i don't make it about them if you make it about them they can kind of get a little uh, wacky I've but i've just heard lots of comics say that that that's rough and then you know you're like trying to do set and right. like someone's like it's my birthday i figure if the headliner wants to bring it up then more power to them yeah but as the host i'm not going to get them riled up no. for the rest of the show that's, and then have everybody else have hosting. to deal with it i think hosting? so i think so so yeah i did a little bit of a strip tease uh ravishing rick rude gyrations down to you know uh no shirt i've got several pictures it was on youtube you can go watch it uh it's not pretty, but actually, I, I didn't look as bad as I thought I was going to. I, hey, there you, you go. You can tell that I at least have some muscle under there. Speaking of which, how's... They weren't uh, like droopy. They were how's, perky. How's the weight loss going? Uh, I'm exactly where I started. So I didn't put on any weight while I was there. That's good. I believe the term is no news is good news. Yeah. I haven't gained any. Let's put it that way. Actually, I've lost 10 pounds three times and gained it back. So figure that out. I guess I have I have one bad day and it, it, it just it, that, yeah. that is often the case is that if you, you slip a little you're yeah. you're done so but I'm at least maintaining so okay. that's good so kill Tony it was a, a September 9th episode go watch it give it lots of views I'm gonna just bring this up while oh you're gonna it's at the very very end of of the show so that was a lot of fun um, oh I ran into Ryan O'Neill who uh, he's he's famous. 
not the actor Ryan O'Neill. Oh, like what the hell? <laughs> Comedian Ryan O'Neill. He's there's a famous duo at the comedy store. They're legendary, Danish and O'Neill, and he's the O'Neill of Danish and O'Neill. But he he came with uh, Steve Ranazizi last year, and then he came back. The exact actually the the very next week he he was back with Ari. He just skied all week long, and then he came back with Bert. Or no, he came back with Ari when Ari did the storytelling show. So I've you know known him for a couple years now, and I just he happened to hear somebody on stage go, "I'm from uh, Salt Lake City," and he popped his head in, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it's Travis!" So <laughs> so we had a good talk afterward. He saw the whole thing. He saw me take my shirt off. He was pretty impressed. He, nice, nice, he was nice. happy you said it for was, me. It was nine nine, right? Yeah, nine okay. nine. But it's at the it's like the last ten oh. minutes of ten fifteen minutes I of the show. Do not think for a moment that I have not listened very carefully to where I need to be looking. Yeah, it's at the very end. Please regale us with more California Travin while I. All right, after so okay, so I talked about Ryan O'Neill. Um, let's see, that was Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, it was a fun day. I went to the improv lab again. They have a short one hour um, open mic that night. And my name hadn't gotten drawn for the whole show. At the end of the show, they Uh-oh. do. I see a Travis Tate on stage. <laughs> How many views is it at? I'm wondering. Uh, it's at 60,285. Okay. 60,000 people shout out have for getting seen. up to 69,000. <laughs> is it 69? Oh, no, you want 60, it to get it. 60,000 people have oh, seen oh my boy. nipples. Oh, boy. I have, I have the preview over a moment. I can definitely tell that is a shirtless Travis. <laughs> oh, boy. So anybody that ever has seen me do stand-up and you're like, because after the show, people are like, take your shirt off. Well, just go watch this video. I'm putting it out there now. You can go see it. I haven't posted the picture or a link to the thing because I don't, I don't know. If you want to see it, go find it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to say. I did and I am. <laughs> so the improv lab uh they do a thing at the end where they draw out a name and that name gets an automatic spot the next week. And they drew my name. Finally my name gets drawn at Hell the improv. Yes, brother. Problem being, I it was yesterday <laughs> and I was here. So I couldn't do it, so I just yelled I'm from out of town. I won't be here next Tuesday. Aww. Draw another name, which got the biggest reaction of the night. Round of applause for Travis Tate. But I should have just uh, see if I could hook it up to next time I go down, get a spot. But I don't know. I don't know how it works Congratulations there. Congratulations on the poll. Yeah, finally, uh, my name was said. And then uh, I went and did the This Is Rad podcast with uh, Kyle and Matt. Kyle Clark, I met when he came with. Chris Hardwick and I was on those shows. He's a great guy. I love him. He's a big, gentle giant. He's like six foot seven, probably. Just huge. Big laugh. Fun guy. And we kind of the theme of it was professional wrestling, like old school yes. pro wrestling. But it and, went and you everywhere. Never, yeah. It went just like this <laughs> podcast. I don't know if it's me. I don't know what it is. I can't. I can't focus. It went ever. At one point, we started talking about Vietnam, and, yeah. you <laughs> but have, it was so much fun. Go listen to the This Is Rad podcast, the the one titled Wrestling, yeah, and get good. into get into their it. podcast too because they got into gaming chat, and I'm just like, I'm yeah, like, I like I like I'm ripping off my Bluetooth headphones and yelling into them trying to. I was trying to get to Death Stranding. I talked to him about it afterward, <laughs> but I was trying to get there. I never did quite. The, uh, I Get saw there. a new clip of Death Stranding. Like, it, I forget. Did we talk about the the uh, Norman Reedus peeing thing in it? No. 
So you can. He has like a bladder Redis meter. Redis Petus. He has like a, a, a. See, we got pet. We got our new title now. <laughs> Redis Petus. Redis Wedis. But uh, there's a mechanic where he has a he has a bladder meter, and you can pee. And when you pee, it will make mushrooms that you can, I guess, use in the game. But there's also a weird. It makes out mushrooms there. when he pees. Yes. Seemingly. Wow. Uh, Hideo Kojima has been emphatic about that no matter how hard you try, you will never be able to see Norman Reedus's penis in the game. <laughs> I'm going to call it Reedus Weenus. Okay. It just sounds funny. Reedus Weenus. Reedus Weenus. Yeah, that's the elbow. That's the skin on but, your elbow. Uh, th- so they have that, and then uh, there, there's some weird gift floating around that, like, there. it's that game. There. There's mm-hmm. like a 40 minute video of gameplay out there that I kind of don't want to watch because I just want to let it be what it's going to be. But there's a video of, uh, there's something when he's in like a cell that you can kind of look around it. Like he's sitting in a cell and you can kind of move the camera and look at him. And if you stare at his crotch for long enough, he stands up and punches you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a natural reaction. If somebody stares at your crotch for too long, you, you probably want to stop that. I'm watching, happening. I'm watching this now, Travis, and you have the look. You have that look of, you have that look of. I'm gonna be a good sport and do this, and you're like, you're like, kind of gritting your teeth through all of it. Right. I was like, well, I'll just do Which, it. Like, dude, hey, props, props. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't want to be the guy who says no to that when he's being called out for it. Yeah, it would have ended badly for me. I think they probably would have made fun of me, and then I probably would have gotten angry. <laughs> but you, nobody wants that. You, you gritted and and bared it, because the three guys. Tony Hinchcliffe, very funny, very small. Josh Potter, he's the producer on uh, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura, Christina P. Little tiny guy. This is classy. And then Red Band from Joe Rogan fame. I don't know how big he is. Not very big. I was like probably bigger than all three of them combined. (laughs) You are looking good. Are you watching it right there? Oh, I am definitely watching it right now. At least my shoulders look good. You can tell that I've lifted a little bit of weights and... I at least have pecs under the giant nipples. They're not like saggy or anything sad. Your raw sexiness crashed my browser, Travis. But my love handles are very loving. We're all God's creatures, Travis. Yeah. Now you got a whole Burt Kreischer career going now. Oh, I I kind of made a joke about that. Uh, I I said I feel like I could go. When I was 19 years old, I got involved with the Russian mafia. And one of these hosts is wearing an MC Chris shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, I can see that. Ah. He's wearing that Fets Vet shirt. You can see the band dressed up as uh, oh yes, bridesmaids there. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were funny though. They were really funny. That's good. It's it's like a two hour download. Go go download it. Have fun. It's it's got swear words on it. If that's a thing you're worried about, then don't download it. But if you're fine with that, download it. It's fun. So and watch it on YouTube. Yes, indeed. Watch yeah. it on the YouTube's. Follow the drummer me. just stood up and did something, but I didn't catch it. <laughs> oh, while I was on yeah. on stage? Yeah. Oh, he actually kind of bailed me out. Really? Yeah, because they're like, tell us something interesting about you. And I couldn't, my mind went blank. I couldn't think of anything it- interesting about me. And he goes, that you're actually skinny, which, thank you for making a joke. Because then I, <laughs> then I riffed on the joke, and his joke got a laugh. It kind of bailed me out a little. I know it was it was a shot at me, but... That's good. Because I was just standing there you going, doing jumping jacks. what's interesting? Yeah. He asked me to do jumping jacks, and I was like, all right, whatever. I'll do it. 
I've done a jumping jack. It, it looks like I know no, how to do a jumping jack. You know what? Textbook, Good form. Textbook jumping jacks is what I'm seeing here. Good form. I'm having more fun than when we watched the Death Stranding trailer right now. <laughs> Maybe this should be I'm the all, Death I'm Stranding. I'm equally as confused. <laughs> Watching. Just wait until the baby pops out. Hideo Kojima's, you've got the build. <laughs> you got the build. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Good so. Good job, Trav. Thanks. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. It was silly and goofy, and it was fun. Uh, then Wednesday, I started out my day. I was like, I got to do something because uh, I'm st- I was staying with Patrick Ramirez and Jacob Lee, my buddies that have moved down there, and they both had to go to work. So I was like, I got to do something with my day. So I found a movie theater nearby. I went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is... In Hollywood. Interest in Hollywood. <laughs> it was extra special. I'm obsessed with this movie now. So I, think I saw it a second time. I, I saw it two days later while I was down there on Thursday. I know I no, talked Friday. to you. I know I talked to you some about the the movie. Right. My take coming out of it is, uh, my take was I, th- I think I really like that movie, but I can't quite figure out why. I think it's my favorite non geeky movie of all time. Really? I think okay. so. Sure. I'm not gonna. I've seen it twice now, and I stand by it. I mean, it's not like Empire Strikes Back favorite, but. Outside of the nerd genre, I love this movie so much. So, what? I like the back and forth between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah. I liked the the side story of the Manson children. I like the side story of Sharon Tate and you know kind of her so rise in stardom. With, are you familiar with that stuff to some degree? Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid and people would ask me, "Are you related to Sharon Tate?" Oh, I'd guess, say, yeah. I think I'd we might have yeah, talked about yeah. that before. But if you've never heard of her, I'd say, uh, yeah, she's my aunt. Because I had an aunt named Sharon Tate, and I'd never heard of the Manson murders. So, <laughs> miscommunication. So, me having, not really having a ton of knowledge, uh, like having enough knowledge to kind of get was, what was going on. I mean, like, I know Squeaky Fromm and Charles Manson. I know kind of the main players of what was going on. Squeaky Fromm was played by uh, Dakota Fanning. Oh, Oh. So much feet in that movie, by the way. You can I, definitely I, tell Quentin Tarantino that, that has a That young lady foot in the car, her feet should have got a credit in the movie. Right. Yeah, she puts them right on the glass. And it was like, you could smell the feet. It was like, oh, put your feet down. That's my pet peeve when women put their feet up on the dashboard. And she put them right on the glass. And I was like, oh, gross. Put them on the glass. At one point, Dakota Fanning points with her foot. Yes. Instead of pointing with her hand, which yes, weird. Even, uh, even uh, Margot Robbie. When she like goes to feet in the theater, yeah, and her feet are like filthy. But she takes her shoes off and puts her feet up when she goes to watch the Dean Martin movie that she was in. Yeah. But I love the movie. I I just love the stories and the ending. <laughs> was I? I was. I think I told you. Were you kind of like, wow, that was way more brutal than I, I had was laughing hysterically. I was the only person in the theater laughing. By the way, everybody else was horrified by I it. I think I I don't know if hor- I, like I was watching like wow wow like the. The dog stuff in particular was just like, wow, that dog right. is, that dog, I, I watched that and was like, one, if that is an actor, how are they, how are they not killing this person? And two, like, mm-hmm. how do you train a dog to pretend to do that? Oh, like when the dog is actually biting it, it's not a real dog. Really? Yeah. They're punching the dog. They're not really punching a real dog. No, certainly not. It was, it was basically a puppet. Oh, it was, a. Uh, huh. It was Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. They didn't they didn't credit him. But. <laughs> nice, nice Hollywood cult for me for to poop on. Yeah. Uh, uh, huh. I guess I got I got super duped then. I mean there's parts where it's the real dog 
and you can tell it's a stunt man with a special suit on but there's parts like when he's punching the dog that's that's not a real dog i would I you would can't certainly punch the hope dog not although it, to be perfectly honest that dog was so muscly i would bet human punches do zero to that, that dog was super muscly so well trained so well trained in no way would i ever want a dog to get punched but if a dog were to get punched i'm pretty sure that one would take it pretty good it's crazy because brad pitt's character is so likable even though there's a there's a thing in the movie where he kills his wife like they don't show him kill his wife but everybody's talking about it yeah and you're like, well, I still kind of like him. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was relatively ambiguous. It was ambiguous, and I, I was like, That's, they're going to call that back, right? But they never really did. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of prepared me for the ending, so I knew it was very brutal. But it was... And I'm obsessed with that song. It was uh, Keep Me Hanging On. It's a Supreme yeah. song, but it was a cover by Vanilla Fudge. And it was the special Quentin Tarantino version of it. So it's a little longer. There's more drum in it, and mm-hmm. it's just the way it matches up with that scene. Did you laugh when uh, when uh, Leonardo came out of the the little house? Yes, when he comes out <laughs> with the flamethrower. It's been out for like two or three months, so it. Okay. Spoiler alert. So, as someone who's somewhat familiar with it, did the Bruce Dern character mean anything? I mean, yeah, that was a real ranch. It was uh, what was his name? Uh, Spawn. Something the remember. Spawn Ranch. That's oh wait, I have a computer in front of me. George Spawn, yes. Yeah, George Spawn. Yeah, that was a real thing. That's where they were staying. It was just really. I like how it wasn't completely about the Manson stuff, and Charles Manson's only in it for very satisfying hippie punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like fix it out of his damn shoes. <laughs> <laughs> when he says fix it, fix it. That was cool. I. I like the, the actual was, integrity of the Brad Pitt character because there's a scene where you're like, ah, oh, come oh, yeah. on, don't don't take it there, and then he <laughs> he, he in, shuts it down, and was I was it like, integrity, all right, or was it was it he makes it very clear the law almost got me once and they ain't gonna get me again. Well, yeah, but at the same time, the, yeah, I'm glad that the other I'm people have movie, made that mistake. I'm certainly glad the movie didn't go there. I am too because I hate when that kind of stuff happens. At that part, I like that he shut it down at the ranch part of the movie. Like going into that movie, I I honestly knew very little about the movie. So mm-hmm. when the ranch part was happening, was that was that really tense for you? Like it was for me. Like, yeah, is, is like, this character gonna get get murked? Or when he goes into the house, I was like, what's gonna what's gonna what is he gonna find? Basically, and he just has a <laughs> brief conversation, right? But yeah, I just I love the movie. The soundtrack's amazing. I. I bought the soundtrack from Amazon. I'm waiting for it to show up, but I got the I got the digital download. And and also for what it's worth, Leonardo DiCaprio really good in it. I mean, yeah, he's great. Yeah, no doy, Leo DiCaprio, but like, it, I don't know. The acting stuff is really really interesting too because the acting is so good, even though they kind of they kind of cheeseball it every once in a while, but it pulls you out of the movie and you think you're watching Timothy Oliphant and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. In a western, you forget that you're watching another movie until he screws up his line. Yeah, and then it pulls you right back in. But yeah, the the scenes where he's actually filming stuff is really really cool. All the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so the stuff with the little girl is yeah amazing. But do, do you feel like it was a movie kind of about? It was a movie with not a lot happening that is incredibly watchable. Like the movie is basically right. just to set up the last part. Well, that's basic Quentin Tarantino movies. You take a whole a whole bunch of little storylines and you kind of intertwine them. So 
it's it's not like it's like even Inglorious Bastard. It's not the entire story of World War Two. It's not the entire story of Inglorious Bastards. They tell you enough about the bastards to lead up to the ending. They tell you enough about all these different characters that are in the movie uh, to lead up to the well, ending. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though, is like a three-hour movie about two guys doing a couple of days of work and Sharon <laughs> Tate wandering around. Right. And, and like Sharon Tate watching a movie for like five minutes and not cutting away. But you fall in love with her. You know, she's just so nice. Like, no, I don't know I, if that's, that's what really is. she was like in real life. But the Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, you're like, if because the first time you see it, if you don't know what's going to happen to her, if you think the bad thing's going to happen to her, that she's going to get murdered, you'd be so bummed out if she got murdered in I that think movie. Considering that I'd seen Because she's so sweet. Inglorious Bastards, it didn't, you know, that... Well, I think, I mean, even in Inglorious Bastards, there it's Once Upon a Time during World War II. It, it sets that up. Okay. So I think anything Once Upon a Time kind of huh. gives you an alternate version oh, of I'm what's not, about to happen. Yeah, I'm not. Again, and that's the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not criticizing the movie. I am just, like, kind of, I'm a little dumbfounded that a movie that is as long as it is, mm -hmm. that kind of doesn't really dwell on plot a ton, I really like it. Yeah, it's just moments. It's just like, it's a beautifully shot, there's, there are lots of, it's, it's kind of in a, like, 70s movie type thing where you, you have, like, two or three minute establishing shots of someone just driving in a car. Like, not... Not really dialogue, not really <laughs> just somebody driving to work and you follow them every step of the way. It's funny because I saw it in Hollywood. So when you see Brad Pitt, he leaves Leonardo DiCaprio at his house and he's heading back to his house and he's just zipping through Hollywood, heading to yeah. Van Nuys, which I drove to Van Nuys. That's where we recorded uh, This Is Rad. So I, I know the drive, you know, mm -hmm. but I just kept thinking... How long did they have to shut down the freeways <laughs> in the streets so they could film this scene of him zipping in and out of cars and only have old cars on it and not have new cars? Yeah. Because the traffic there is crazy. Do, it's true. Do we need to talk about the Bruce Lee scene? I enjoyed it. Like I know his family was upset about the way that it made him look, but I don't think it made him look that bad. He just looked confident, and he looked like somebody who was on a TV show you know, trying to impress the people that he worked with. I didn't think he came off as super pricky at all. I don't think it needs, to, like, I, I guess I kind of get that they treated, you know, they kind of treated him like a chump. I don't think that it was ever meant to be realistic per se. Right. But they made it sound like they made him look like a fool in the movie. And I don't think he looked like a fool. In well, the I mean, movie. Brad Pitt kind of threw him through a car. I know, but he got up from it. A chump would have just laid there and not gotten back up. He got back up and they fought. Yeah, and they no. He got that he got third, back up, and Kurt Russell's wife threw him right. <laughs> into the ocean. But that third round, they were going, you know, move for move. It was it was a good yeah. it was a good, you know. I don't know. I don't know I, what I'm. It kind of it honestly, it kind of doesn't matter to me because I always looked at it as it's a fictional portrayal. But for then what they it's worth, his family doesn't care for it. And like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had come out and said, like, yeah, I was good friends with him. He was never really that way. I mean, he was just a li slightly arrogant. Is all. I don't think he was like over the top. Like I didn't walk away from it thinking, "Oh, I wouldn't like Bruce Lee if he was really like that." You know what I mean? I forgot Al Pacino's in the movie. Al Pacino, uh, Mr. Schwartz. Yeah, not Schwartz. Schwartz. Uh, but that was what they actually show Bruce Lee later training Sharon Tate. Did they? Yeah. Okay. 
so there's there's redeeming value there. But I love the movie the, is so long. I forget parts of it. Yeah, I mean, I saw it uh, Wednesday and then Friday mm-hmm. again, and I just loved it. But can't say enough fun things about that movie. I did like just the way that they close out that Bruce Lee scene where it just cuts back and he just goes, "Yeah, that's fair." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a flashback. It's not happening currently in the story. That's the other thing is a lot of these are flashbacks. Like they yeah. they. Or even imagination. Like, I couldn't tell if uh, there's a scene where... Uh, also, I thought I'd... For some reason, I... I don't know. I I haven't thought it. For some reason, I, I thought I had heard that the flashback with Bruce Lee is maybe meant to be Brad Pitt's character's memory of it. Or even if he... Even right. possibly that he's making it up, that that didn't actually happen. He was thinking in his mind, like, well, what, if I, what would I do if uh, I tussle with Bruce Lee? That's a good point. It was his memory of it. So... In his memory of it, Bruce Lee kind of was being arrogant, and he just wanted to knock so, him down a bit. That was, I think so that's that was something version. that I had heard about it. It's a you know, it's an interesting take, and again, it's a it's a movie thing. Who who kind of cares? I was just, it was a, a conversation thing. I thought I would get your take, Travis. Travis takes. Travis takes. So I love that movie. Uh, then oh, that was Wednesday. So I went to the comedy store that night. I got to hang out. Jesus Trejo. Uh, offered to take me out one for tacos because I'd worked with him the weekend before and he's like, and I'll take you back, we'll go to the comedy store, we'll hang out and uh, take you back to the comics bar, kind of go through the through the guts of the comedy store. And I got to tell you, that was really, really cool because huh. I think it's, I'm kind of obsessed with comedy clubs and like the behind the scenes and the workings and stuff like that because I pretty much, you know, can see everything I want to see at Wise Guys. It's, and I love that. Uh, but at the comedy store, it's somewhere where I don't have that access. So for him to take me back there, it's, it's pretty cool. So we walked through the kitchen, went back to the comics bar. They've got a bar in there that they pulled out of Mitzi Shore's house. Huh. And that's where they used to have all the parties, like the late night parties at Mitzi Shore's Ooh. house. So, I mean, Sam Kinison, Annie Kaufman, all of those guys through the years, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, they all sat at this bar probably snorted cocaine off of it <laughs> that bar i even asked him bar. i was like what would happen if i licked this bar he's like you might get high <laughs> but they moved it down into the comedy stores to you know maintain the history of yeah. it so yeah sure so i got to see that that was really cool they've got like a back patio area where they've got like lights hanging and stuff like that and the the comics and the employees can go back there and hang out and we went back there and hung out for a while i got to talk to the vice president of the comedy store for like 15 minutes which was really cool his name's eric i can't remember his last name <laughs> anyway he was he was very nice very nice uh he's not he's not the guy that books the comics so he's more than happy to be able to talk to comics yeah. and because the guy that does book comics adam i could see where he wouldn't want to talk to any comics because oh, it's yeah it's just comics wanting things from him all the time yeah but the, but eric was just like yeah i do the operational stuff and you know he was perfectly happy talking to us and that was cool annie letterman who went to school with uh she's a comic at the comedy store and she went to school with patrick ramirez who went with me to the store with with jesus and we were hanging out for a while tony hinchcliffe came out and Mm -hmm. told me i did a good job Mm -hmm. people were loving it he was getting lots of good feedback about it so Mm -hmm. got to hang out that was really really cool that was a great hang i'll always remember that and then jesus took us down 
to go get tacos at this place called Leo's Tacos. It's on it's on Sunset and oh, Western. Yeah, right. You you really enjoyed that, didn't you? Oh, tacos al pastor. They've got a rotisserie where they've just got piles and piles of pork lined up on top of each other. It's marinated. At the top, there's a there's a pineapple. They slice it off kind of like a, a gyro. Yeah. They actually got it from like when Middle Eastern people came over to South America and Mexico. They kind of took this this style of cooking from them. And that's where Tacos Al Pastor comes from. And nice. man, they lived up to cool. the hype. I went back again <laughs> a different night. Is that, so. where, is that where you got 10 of the pounds back? Probably. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was so good. I'm just going to dream about those for the rest of my life. The The meat was tender but it gets a because there's a, there's a giant flame on the back of it so it gets it all crispy it crisps up the fat and stuff mm-hmm. like that so good mm. then they throw a slice of pineapple on top Ooh. get some guacamole salsa on there Ooh. some onions and cilantro it's amazing nice. so that was a great night um let's see thursday 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 well that's when i went and saw it chapter two during the day how did it make you feel? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I didn't... It was fine. Word, word coming out of it seems to be that it's good, but just not... that. There's something about the first that the I did enjoy doesn't it. quite... Yeah, I did yeah. enjoy the first better. I don't know if it was just kids versus the monster is more intense to me than adults being afraid of the I monster. Maybe I heard some people say that Pennywise isn't... It just doesn't feel He's not same. in it nearly as much. Yeah. And he's not as, as scary. To be honest with you, yeah, I did see something where uh, it was an article going uh, Pennywise the clown is not an ally of the LGBT community, and then like uh, a leader of the LGBT community uh, posted because people were upset that he wasn't an ally for it. I saw something about that, and, yeah, and, that, that and was... one of the leaders of that community goes, "You wanted a, a child-eating monster clown to be an ally of the." Are you crazy? We don't. We don't want that. That was on the more ridiculous. Stop writing was, just to write. <laughs> I was too too uh, busy following like bull semen factory explodes stories. Oh yeah, I saw that yesterday. I think it's just it's a yeah it's a headline you love to see. Right, but it was, I mean it's a good movie. If you like the first one, go see it. It's definitely a better ending than the TV movie. So I mean the TV movie Spider was really kind of hokey. Yeah, but it's good. Sure. Go see. I didn't like it. I will. I'm sure I'll end up I liked watching it. it. It seemed I. I really enjoyed the first one. I'll, I'll catch the second one eventually. I'll just say Friday. I went and saw Once Upon a Time again, <laughs> just to close out on a really good. You know what I mean? Did you Did you uh, gain any insight seeing a second time? Did anything jump out yet at you that you hadn't really caught the first time around? Uh, not really. I think I pretty much caught most everything to okay. be honest. So just you just like mm, double feet, right? So it was good. Uh, then that it was like uh, early evening around like six o'clock. I did a show at a there's these uh, office buildings called WeWork. Are you familiar with those? Don't know. You basically can rent space at this office building. You can get an office or you can just get a, a desk or something like that. And a lot of the people at this WeWork where I had a gig are comics. So a lot of them did sets and stuff. I did a set. Adam Cousins, my buddy. He lives in L.A. He hooked me up with it. He did a set, too. He killed, too. So that was a lot of fun. It's funny because uh, they have beer on tap, which was interesting thing for an office building. Um, yeah. To have beer on tap. Huh. That's how they sold the show. Free comedy, free beer. <laughs> have you completed all of Holy Moly yet? 
I think so, yeah. The the Rob Riggle reactions to the guy who was like a pot salesman were all really Oh, really yeah, great. that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, we've closed the loop on Holy Moly. Will it return, Trav? Will it I return? hope so. I think it was I think it was fun. Yeah. And it was silly and it was de- it was perfect for the summer. So hopefully it'll come back next year. Who would you like to see for the distractor in season 2? <sighs> Maybe a live animal. Ooh, puppies set a tiger upon them? No, I'm thinking like puppies. Come on, Trav. Because puppies might grab the ball. You never know what a puppy's going to do. Set a ti- like a tiger would like do less to them than that windmill hitting them. Kittens would definitely chase the ball. That could be fun. Maybe a giraffe. I, I don't think that would hide behind the wall. That's true. <laughs> it would have to be <laughs> What's a tall behind wall? the distract? Like it's 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 a it's giraffe, a, it's guys. A giraffe. <laughs> guys, come on now. So long, don't don't bring back the tickler. Uh, after the We Work show Thursday, went to Flappers. Because uh, Christina P. was doing a show there. She had Chase O'Donnell with her. She was featuring, so I got to hang out with them for a minute. I almost got to do a set because uh, the guy that was supposed to uh, MC wasn't there. And they're like, what are we going to do? And Chase goes, put Travis up. He's really funny. And then the guy showed up at the last minute. So. Oh, bummer. Tragic. But they tried to get me up. Uh, it was cool to hang out with Christina and Chase. They're both so cool and so funny. So it was good to see them while I was down there. Uh, Friday, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. And then Friday was just kind of a, it was winding down the trip. So I just hung out with Jacob and uh, and Patrick. We went to a restaurant called Acapulco. Ooh. Really good Mexican food. Oh, it was so good. Even the tortillas were they like have the, They have the cliff amazing. divers? No, it was just, a, it, they didn't actually have the cliff divers. It was It was a traditional looking Mexican restaurant. Really cool, really good food. Waiter was awesome. He was he was really cool. Uh, then Saturday morning, went to brunch with Jacob. Uh, Patrick was driving. He didn't go. Went to this really cool diner in uh, Burbank. Hmm. It's kind of near. It's kind of near um, uh, Universal Studios. Nice. So that was cool. Drove by the famous Bob's Big Boy. Oh, it was okay. it was actually right next to the diner we went to. <laughs> It's the one that Jay Leno goes to, and they have like a big car club that meets there every week, and you see all these classic cars. But that's like one of the oldest Bob's Big Boys, I think. So I'm a fan of kind of gaudy things like that. Yeah, it was cool to see that. We when we were driving back, I so, uh, I don't know where it was, but uh, they took you know how they've got water to- towers on all the the movie lots because back in the olden yeah. days there would yeah. be fires and they needed to put them out. Yeah. And uh, they turned the water tower. It said, welcome to Derry. And then it had like red balloons floating on it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Everything is an advertisement in L.A. I will Uh, say that. that Okay. Everything. Everything. Driving through Burbank is cool, though. Was was your topless body an advertisement? What was your topless body an advertisement for? Uh, Let's see. What's a a really fancy person's uh, cologne? (laughs) Cologne? Travis, what is up with cologne commercials? I don't know, but I think I think they need some representation. I'm, a, from guys I'm at like work. Me. I'm at work. Musk. And, you know the TV's on with no sound, and like Johnny Depp's coming out and driving somewhere and meeting a woman. I'm like, oh, what? What is this weird project that I don't know about? And it's like <laughs> Draco Noir, and I'm like, the hell is this? <laughs> it's cool driving through Burbank because, like, you see the uh, the Warner Brothers building. I was like, maybe can I just go pop in there and be like, hey, you don't know me. I have a podcast, though. Let's talk about these DC <laughs> movies. Uh, you see the Cartoon Network building, the Netflix building. Oh, They're just man. all over the place down there. I would love, well, I don't even know if it's on site. I would love to go check out like Adult Swim Studios. 
I would like to that hang out cool. at Adult Swim and find out like how hard do you? I bet really they have, have bean to, bags. How hard do you really have to try to get a program on Adult Swim? I don't know. It's got to be really weird. Yeah. I saw the famous Disney water tower. Ooh. That was cool. That was kind of a, a geeky thing for me. Just saw it in the distance. I was like, cool. Um. Uh, then I went back, got to watch the rest of the BYU game. They beat USC. I'm still a BYU fan. <laughs> it was really cool to watch them beat USC. Okay. While I was in USC country, because they're in Pasadena. Did you just like shoot the bird at everybody. I was like ten minutes away from USC's campus, so it's like <laughs> stuck on those. <laughs> Uh, then uh, that night, got to do a set at Flappers in the YooHoo room. That's where Christina was doing a, a show two days before. That was a lot of fun. It was packed. The room was full. Had a good set. Super happy with it. I think they record them all. I'm going to go see how much it costs to, to buy it because you can buy the set. Could be a good video. I guess the, the crowd is mic'd really good, so I oh, need to... Nice figure out how much that would be to, to buy but i was super happy with that set then i had a show in the belly room at the comedy store sweet on a show called bitch tammy joe Deeren books that and she has like a great she's been around comedy for uh, a really good time a uh, long time i don't want to say sure really it's a long good time, time as well it is a good time but she's got a great reputation she gets whitney cummings mark Marin, bill burr like the biggest names that perform at the comedy store do this show pardo was on this one i didn't see him because it's like a two-hour show yeah. and it's just kind of a showcase style and everybody's kind of in and then back out and the room was packed so i couldn't even stand in there uh they ended up calling my name and i was out on the patio oh I get a text from Tammy Joe. She's like, they need you on stage right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> Start running through yeah. the crowd like the Kool-Aid man. So they put a guy up that was supposed to be behind me. He went up instead, and he opens for Dalia. so he was killing. I guess the first five minutes of his set was making fun of me. He didn't even know who I was. He was just making fun of the whole situation, how I wasn't there. And, oh, your dream could have come true, but now it's never going to come true. And Now you're going to have to follow me. And it was kind of hard following him. But my set was good. It wasn't great. <laughs> It was good, good. Uh, but I was happy with it, and the opportunity good. was really cool. Afterward, it's it's funny because my set, I noticed crowd work. Anybody that did crowd work, and any time I talked to the crowd, it kind of they went nuts for it. Like even if just oh, in between Pardo jokes, must have killed then. I know. I think I think Jimmy Pardo kind of set the tone. He probably went kind of early and set the tone for crowd work because anything I said to the oh, crowd, man. they laughed super hard at. So I was huh. like, oh, I need to do more crowd work. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like thinking about like, yeah, that that would be weird getting Pardo early on a show. And yeah. Then that, like because he, he's going to set that precedent of <laughs> precedent of. Right. Crowd, please. Mm -hmm. Please. So that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was so cool. I got to do all three stages at the comedy store in a week. I'm calling it the comedy store triple crown. Sweet. So that's what that's how I want to be introduced from now on. Mr. Comedy Store Triple Crown. Comedy Store Triple Crown winner. Yeah. So if you see me in public, Travis. Yeah, Comedy Store Triple Crown. Old Travis, the shirtless Tate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a great way to to close out. You know, doing sets and stuff. Two different clubs on a Saturday night, and the crazy thing is, the Comedy Store. Every single show they had was completely sold out. That place was packed. Thousands of people were in that building that night. And it was insane to be a part of that and to be a Saturday night at the, the comedy store. Just, it, yeah, it blows my mind. 
It was so cool. Now I get that. And then those, afterward, those people were good. walking up and saying, "Dude, that was really good stuff." So nice. I think I think I was honestly being kind of hard on myself because I'm used to I'm used to Salt Lake crowds where I go up and I kill because I know what works here. Mm-hmm. And then doing that stuff there, it's different. It's stuff they haven't seen before. And but yeah, people after the show were like, "Hey, man, that was really funny. Great, great job." Those so, are those are like the true moments. Right. I was comparing myself to the guy that went before me who destroyed. Yeah. Like he really killed. <laughs> Like any any room in the country, you'd be like that guy just killed. So and to follow that was was pretty hard, but I was happy that I did good. So congratulations, man. Uh, after that, oh, ran into my friend Kate Quigley. I've known her for a few years now. She came with Joey Diaz when I got in that that altercation with with a <laughs> a crowd member. Uh, she's like, hey, come hang out with my friends over here. So I go. I'm talking to her friends. Uh, find out that one of them works for Cirque du Soleil. And she's like uh, one of the people that hang from the ceiling on the on the curtain things and f- does those flips and stuff. And the other one was a, a, a an adult film star. She was yeah. very she was very nice. She touched my hand a bunch of times. She really enjoyed the story about uh, me me beating that guy up. For the, for the listeners, you don't you don't remember who it was. I don't. I can't I can't remember Travis, their names. They were both very nice. Travis, what the hell is wrong with you? I was still coming down from the belly room. Uh, you know, I was just happy to hang out with Kate for a few minutes and. But yeah, I, they were going to a show at the main room. They were talking about how they went to the Magic Castle earlier that night and they oh, fell okay. asleep during that. Oh dear. <laughs> they hated it. They're like, ah, oh, that was the worst thing ever. So drove by the Magic Castle. That was cool. But yeah, I met an adult film star. I don't know what her name was, but uh, Damn it, she, she was she was lovely. And when cause she she mentioned that she was filming. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh, what are you filming? And she's like, Oh, porn movies. And I was like, Okay, my my voice kept going high. I was like, "Well, that's like, neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really something." <laughs> Congratulations on that. I guess sure. it was just it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting situation. I can only she was imagine. very nice, very sure. very nice. Hey, Travis, guess what? Probably turns out they're regular ass people too. Not as nice as you would want to feel an adult film star to well, be, but still very nice. She, she ain't on the clock, Travis. <laughs> that's true. Uh, she probably saw my work uh, being topless earlier in the <laughs> she, week, and she just you see her out there, there with, there a, with a, a pad of paper and a pen, like going, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, okay." Gonna, gonna look at those moves. Look at those moves. Uh, you catch out later. Ravishing like, Rick Rude. No, no TMs on any of those moves, right? <laughs> okay. But that was that was pretty awesome. Then and uh, took my buddy Jacob. We went and got uh, those tacos again. The tacos all pastor. <laughs> Uh, it was amazing, man. So good. Leo's Tacos. Seriously, if you're in L.A., Leo's Tacos, it's on the corner of Sunset and Western. It's kind of in East L.A., uh, but it's so good. Just And you know what? I Let's see. I got, because Jesus paid the first night. I offered to pay. He's like, no, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. So I go to pay because uh, Jacob forgot cash or he spent it all uh, at the comedy store getting drinks. So I paid. And uh, I got six tacos just for me because they're small. They're not big, but there's a lot of meat on them. They're delicious. I got six tacos. He got three tacos. And I got like a 32-ounce Jaimeca, which is a uh, hibiscus uh, tea, which I, I really enjoy. It was probably the best one I've ever had, by the way. And all of it came to $17.25, which in L.A., go to McDonald's for one person, and it's going to cost $17.25. So what a bargain, too. Go there. Go there. Go there. You won't be sorry. 
And let's see. That pretty much wraps up my California trip. You got this? Well, that's it. That's it. Sound, you know what? Soup to nuts sound like it was great. It was a great trip. Traff. Triple crown. Triple crown. Comedy store triple crown. Stop doing that where you say pew, something pew, pew, and then I have to follow you saying it the same way. It's just so catchy. It's a bad habit. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> what a fun trip, though. Maybe next time I'll, I'll take a family member with me. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> does your family curse your name? You come home and... Not just, really. They've all got their own stuff going on. I even told Penny, I was like, next time I go, I want you to go with me. Maybe I'll just go for like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then we can be back by Wednesday. She's like, you know, that sounds cool. But as you know, I don't like stand up as much as you do. And I don't really care about Hollywood stuff. And I was like, well, that's why I love you. So I'll probably just go by myself again. <laughs> so have you good you, times were had? You got your eyes on a, on another trip at all, or is just like a, yeah, uh, I definitely want to do this again? But. Not until next year because I'm out of okay. vacation time. <laughs> oh, okay. Hard time in the mail. Right? Unless some <clears throat> like if a big opportunity came up or something like that, or then I would definitely go. I would I would make it work somehow. But yeah, I think I'm I'm here for the next three months at least without before I go back down. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hoping like February maybe that that'll give me some time to save up some some money. I just pretty much saved up all of my money I've made from doing stand up over the past few months, and that's what I used while I was down there. So good on you. I'll, I'll save some of that up so I don't break the bank. If you're wondering how do do I even afford to do it, that's how I just save that. That's just I figure I've done so much stand up for free that when I get paid, it, I almost feel bad to get paid. Is that weird? I mean, it's really weird, but anything else in life you feel like you should get paid for. But I'm like, well, I got paid, but I'm going to save it. So I use it for fun stuff. I'll use it for like Christmas presents and birthday presents or, or trips. So that's what I do. I don't, obviously, I don't make that much doing stand-up. That's, <laughs> I, can't, I can't pay my bills with it. Hey, look, it. man, you get paid for it at all. So. Yeah. Someday I want to make enough that I can get paid or uh, make, pay all my bills <laughs> with it. So I can pay my bills with it and not have to have a day job. That would be amazing. Like it I, would. I've heard. I think a part of his act, Ron Funches, has talked about like just you know the the hilarity. Like he lives in a pretty good neighborhood, and the hilarity of like being able to tell people like I don't, I don't do anything during the week. I just hang out, and then like I go do a few sets and right. And I, I think he does writing and things like that. But he he just makes a, a a big gag out of the idea of like how kind of ridiculous it is that he he gets paid to be funny. It's a lot of fun. I feel like uh, we're like a, an hour and a half in. I say I say we just uh, my throat's a little messed up. I say we, we I say you, we skip. Are you Magic calling Mike. an audible? I'm calling an audible. I say right. we skip Magic Mike this week. I did a really good iced tea earlier. I'm, you I'm gonna did. Count We're that. gonna count that. I'm I tried to that. do. Who did I try to do? Jack Black. You tried. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on a Jack Black say, now. I'm gonna say that the the mic, the Magic Mike, is uh, backfiring, <laughs> and that we've had a few we've had a few mishaps. I, th- I just have talked somewhere so much. in Hollywood. Like Ice T is playing video games and hitting Twitter. He's like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. It, it's not happening again. He's somewhere he was out playing video games, like getting ready to be on uh, whatever that cop show he's on. Like, wait, wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> so apologies. We're not going to do Magic Mike this week, uh, but we are going to attack a fan X panel on the end. Yeah, please enjoy. Like Trav, Trav. I didn't have time to prepare for for Magic Mike. So I feel like if I did a subpar magic mic, it would it would be a disservice Travis, to the folks out you're there. You're loyal to the fans, if nothing else. Yes. So I, so I want to give you good magic mic. With mic. that said, you got anything to plug coming up? 
Uh, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Travis Tate Funny. Uh, friend me on Facebook. Download all these podcasts that I talked about today, so they they get really good numbers, and they're like, "Oh, when Travis is on, we get good numbers." So uh, download all those. Go watch. Go watch me take my shirt off and please, gyrate please like do. a moron. Please do. It's uh, a. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a show. Come to my shows when I'm on shows. I'm on. Uh, pretty much every weekend, I'm at at Wise Guys or something like that. So come to my shows. Uh, email Wise Guys and say, "Hey, I love Travis Tate. I think he's really funny. His stand-up is really good. Please headline him." That's how that happens. Okay. So I would. I, Kind of want to. I'm in the mood to headline again. It's been a. It's been since June, so I'm kind of. I'm itching. If you're uh, enjoying our little shindig here, we would love it if you would subscribe. Give us a give us five stars and then write a one sentence review. It's how we get visible on things like iTunes. And then, t- tell a friend, my man, or woman, or you know whatever you identify as. We don't judge. We love all. We we love most. Look, I'm not going to say all. We love most. But uh, regardless, even if you're someone we don't like, tell your friends because maybe your friends aren't a dirtbag. I don't know. Just download it. That's all. Just download it. If you would like to contact me and tell me what a jackass I am for all that stuff I just said, <laughs> later to the tater at gmail.com is where you can uh, get at me. Thank you for downloading, by the way. Our numbers, I'm super happy with our numbers. We're gaining followers and I don't want to say fans, but... People who like the podcast. It's really well, cool. I'm prepared to say fans. It's really cool to be able to, you know, just BS with a friend and people listen and, and have fun doing it. That's why I love listening yeah. to podcasts, yeah, too. I, I do. I genuinely enjoy doing this. I, I, I've told you I have my complex. Like, <laughs> I love doing this. Uh, I want to have a fan base. I just never want to be in the same room. As <laughs> I never want someone to... I. One of my great fears in life is someone coming up to me and going, hey, man, I listen to your podcast. Like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? Like, like back against the wall. Like, whoa, whoa, where do I go? Where do I go? Just if you see me at a show or whatever and you listen to the podcast or you just think I'm funny, please come talk to me. I'm, if you I'm, see me I'm at very, a show, please I'm, go talk to Travis. I look very scary, but I'm not. Just come say hi. Let's have a conversation. It'd be fun. Good times. Especially if you're an adult film star. All right. <laughs> making, a, making a case. If you're an adult film star, I would... I would genuinely enjoy just shaking a hand. It's one of those things that it threw me off because it's not like I ever meet somebody and go, I bet they do porn. Well, there's no... It was just... It was out of the blue and I was like, oh, well, that's neat. (laughs) I... I, I, Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that there's a... You know, it's not going to be the same as like, hey, I work in a furniture warehouse. You know, there's no... There's no like, whoa, really? I mean, if you did do that in a furniture warehouse, you'd have a lot of different sets. Well, it filmed it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> could you imagine if they had access to a, a like a showroom? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, open the a door. A furniture warehouse open showroom. Yeah, door. yeah, no open. kidding. Whoa, okay. Let them let them have some let privacy. Let them finish. Let them have some privacy. <laughs> I did it last year. Even IKEA. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't had like pop-up porn shoots in IKEA. Uh, like block the level. Travis, I have no way of knowing if that's ever happened. It could have, I, I guess. I literally I'd be, I would never know if that ever happened. You could film a sitcom in IKEA, I think. I honestly think you could like fil- or shoot a movie. Just uh, you know, don't say, sneak I, a camera I just in saw there. The other like day a legit that, movie, like an independent movie. I but. just saw the other day we're getting the Funko Pop movie, so why not IKEA the movie? <laughs> How are they going to do that? 
Funko Pop the movie. It's yeah. just gonna be. It's gonna be. It's I know, but the lines, the, the licensing is so weird nowadays. I like, was just gonna say it's basically gonna be the Lego movie. Yeah, but like they couldn't have any Marvel Except characters. It was just DC weird characters toys with dead eyes. Yeah, maybe it'll be fun. Who knows? Time it'll will be tell. All, it'll be all Hanna Barbera cartoons. Time will tell. <laughs> Everything's a Funko. That's true. Somewhere, somewhere in our basement, when we went to FanX one of the years, a Sharknado Funko somehow charmed Gabe and we bought it for him. Wow, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. All right, well, everybody, thank you for listening. Blue Wave Theory does our music. Yep. Thank you for the usage. We love you. For we love you, uh, listeners. For surprise, porn star meets everywhere. Uh, this has been late to the party with Ooh, Chris I'm, Tate. I'm going to name this episode. I met a porn star. That's what I'm going to name it. It's People will that, download. Gonna that. Get those DLs, my man. <laughs> so for uh, vague names that will get you downloads. This has been late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake, and I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? All right. We all Seinfeld fans in here. Okay, you got the right room. Cool. What's that? Yeah, that's in the title. That's for sure. Uh, the title of this uh, panel is called Puffy Shirts, Festivus, and No Soup for You, 30 Years of Seinfeld. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about Seinfeld. Thank you all for coming. My name is Travis Tate. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian. Obviously not as famous as Seinfeld, or there would be more people in here. Um, <laughs> I also host a podcast called Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I hold that, host that with my buddy Jake. And if we just want to go down the panel and everybody introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Nicole Giles. I'm an author of Young Adult Fantasy, um, Water So Deep series, and The Descendant series. So you can look me up on Google. <laughs> my name is Jake Dietz. I uh, am one of three hosts on a podcast called Movies That Make Us. Um, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. I'm Lehua Parker. I'm an author of Pacific Literature Stories and a Seinfeld fan. Come on over. I'm Shannon Bardson. I'm Mr. <laughs> B. I'm late. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Carrie. How are you? Carrie Jackson, X96 and Geek Show Podcast. And uh, I, uh, I love Seinfeld so much. And I'm, I'm happy to be here on this panel. Let's just, let's just go down the, the panel. Uh, how did everybody or find Seinfeld? I know this is the day and age of streaming, so I'm sure people in here, you weren't even born when the show started by looking at some of you. So everybody here, I mean, I was, I was junior high, so I, that was like the perfect age for me to get into a TV show like this. But if everybody wants to go down and talk about how they got into it. Oh, holy crap. It was just something that was on TV. You know, it was just one of those shows that- When we had four channels? TV. Like, yeah. like, you know, like You had George like says. five to choose from, though. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, really, really, I liked it, but I'm just saying yeah. that's, you know, a la George. I think similar to you, Travis, I was kind of in, in the same age group when Seinfeld came out, and it was a little bit, you felt kind of grown up if you were allowed to watch Seinfeld, you know, yeah. like yeah, you were yeah. cool and hip, even though I think I maybe missed half the jokes in the show. <laughs> I get them now, which is good, but, but... the more times you watch it. Yeah, you watch it yeah. again and again, yeah. So I'm old. So when Seinfeld came out, I had a house, I had a job, I was married. <laughs> um, yeah. So Seinfeld, I first heard about it literally around the water cooler. It was a show that people in the office talked about, and um, from there we started watching it. I uh, am, am older. <laughs> Boom. 
and I was a fan of uh, Jerry Seinfeld as a stand-up comedian, mm. and uh, saw him whenever he would appear on, you know, The Tonight Show or whatever, anytime he would do stand-up on television. And then I heard, hey, they're giving him a show, mm -hmm. and it's going to be about kind of about him. And uh, I started, you know, pre-internet, I started following as much as I could, you know, like with TV Guide and magazines and things yeah. like that. About the show was developing, and it was called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Mm -hmm. And I went, "Oh, this is awesome because he's a great stand-up. But if you just take that stand-up and make it, make the show about him, that mm -hmm. would just be terrific." And then I found out that this guy Larry David was involved as well. Mm -hmm. And Larry David was on a show called Fridays, which mm -hmm. was the competitor to Saturday Night Live, or they they saw themselves as the competitor mm -hmm. to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and uh, I thought that guy with the weird hair. He's helping Jerry do this show? Oh, okay, well, I'll still give it a try because Jerry's funny as hell, but... Hi, Shannon. Hi. <laughs> so, What's the deal with me being so late? I know, right? <laughs> so, so we're talking about... Seinfeld how, joke. How we first heard about first Seinfeld. discovered Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first uh, Johnny Carson show for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is like my whole theme, showing up a little drunk and late. That's good. For every panel this time. <laughs> So you're on brand, is what you're telling uh, me. Yeah. I'm branded. We thought you were at least going to bring a marble rye with you as, since you were late, but yeah, I guess not. So. Or chocolate babka or something. <laughs> or, a, or, or, or the and black white and white cookie. Black and ah, white. Oh, I could yeah, go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the thing about the show is, you know, the tagline, it's the show about nothing, but it's really not. It's a show about everything. And going back and watching it now as an adult, Every single episode has an iconic moment in it. I haven't watched a single one yet that hasn't like perforated into pop culture. Can you guys talk about some of the iconic moments, you know, whether it's the bet or whatever? No soup for you. No soup for you, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, shut the front door. <laughs> right, everybody says that now. Shut the front door. <laughs> I, I love the moment with the moops. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the moops, not yeah. the moors. Trivial yeah, pursuit, the right? <laughs> the bubble boy. Trivial pursuit is <laughs> serious business for people, man. It like, was. Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's the iconic master of my domain. Yes. Domain. Uh -huh. you know? yeah. Iconic masturbating is great. That is true. <laughs> I often refer to two episodes that I thought were just brilliant because they all took place in one location. There's the, hmm. the Chinese, Chinese restaurant, restaurant. Uh -huh. and the parking garage. And the parking garage, garage. Yeah. yeah. They both took place in one location, so you had to write the hell out of those seats. Yep. And, and it also required very funny people to deliver these very funny lines, mm -hmm. all just in one place. That, uh, the, the, the restaurant is just, I think, just brilliant. And that's the first episode, right? No. No. Uh, it, it was in the first season? Yeah, it's early in the Yeah, show. it was the first yeah. or second, for sure. Yeah. And that was so bold for a show at, in, in those years to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're basically just standing... Waiting. Like, waiting. Yeah. Four or five minutes. <laughs> Four or five minutes. <laughs> That's that guy from uh, Big Trouble in oh, China. He's, he's great, too. <laughs> great comedic chops on that guy. <laughs> and then, I mean, the other smart thing is they bring the... George needs to make a phone call, and the lady's on the phone, and she won't let him use the phone. So it's not only I'm waiting to eat my dinner, I'm also now waiting to use the phone to make a, an important phone call. The other one I assume you're talking about, was that the parking garage? The parking garage, yeah. yeah. At yes. the mall. It's yeah. one of my favorites. 
Well, they're just walking Wandering around looking around. for the car. Trying to find their car with Kramer with the and air conditioning. Cr- with the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could just see... And the goldfish. Know, Elaine with the goldfish. Yes. Yeah, I could just see Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld trying to tell these TV executives, no, this entire episode takes place in a parking garage. <laughs> this entire episode takes place while we're waiting to get food at a, at a restaurant. <laughs> and the, I could just see the network executives going... And then, right? No, that's and it. That's it. And yeah. also, on TV. Also, TV executives. These are kind of terrible people. Exactly. <laughs> they They're are not people, extremely yeah. likable. And you shouldn't want to be like any of them. And they never grow. <laughs> they never change. They never grow. No, they they never change. No. I want to be like one person on that show. Okay. I want to be putty. <laughs> putty don't care, man. Putty don't give one f. You know what I mean? He's just like. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. High I'm, five. Yeah. yeah, you're going to hell, right? You're going, you know you're going to hell, right? But I'll yeah. still have sex with you. <laughs> I've you never peed in a parking garage, but I've never parked in a par- parking garage and not looked for a place just in case. <laughs> because of that episode? Because, because of that episode. Yeah. Like, that's probably a good spot right there, but behind all the equipment over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, and that's a good episode. That and the one where they're trying to meet each other at the movie theater and they keep going to the wrong theater. To, the wrong to yeah. show kids today about how hard it was in the oh. 90s, oh. you know? They didn't have the <laughs> no little beeper phones. to, like, beat their car to find it or, or, like, a cell phone. I watched that episode in the movie theater and it's like, why don't they just call each other or text each other like, I'm over <laughs> Not, here? Because yeah, they can't. Do that. <laughs> it's like when I go on a trip now, I'm like, how the... GPS. F... <laughs> I'm doing it, but I know it's you're, you're um, doing good. Uh, how the hell did people find their way around a strange city? I remember doing it and just being lost all the time, you know. So yeah, the kindness of strangers. What was the What was the name of the karate guy that he dressed up as a clown that uh, used to date Elaine? Remember, but like kick somebody in the head. Oh, damn it! What? Crazy, Crazy Joe oh, the sad also, clown. Yeah, the, the sad thing clown. Is like, there's all these small characters in that show yes. that I just love. Crazy Joe Davola, man. Joe Davola, though, uh, the character named after a, uh, a producer, I want to say, mm-hmm. a writer. He was a real guy with yeah. that name, and they, they named a character after him. Well, that's something I was going to bring up. I, I was going to talk about, you know, not only are these, these main characters a huge important part of the show, but there's so many characters that pop in. They might, even, they might be gone for three years, and then, and then they pop back in. What are, what are some of those characters that you know, like, kind of hit with you guys? What was Brian K- uh, Cranston's Dennis character? Uh, yeah, I have it written great. down. It was Tim Watley. Yes, Thank Tim, you. Yeah. Tim, Tim Watley. Tim Watley. The, the anti-dentite. Anti-dentite. The anti-dentite, yes. He actually shows up in a few different yep. seasons. There's, there's, one, there's one episode where Jerry gets an extra Super Bowl ticket. It's yes. when the Super Bowl was in New York. And somehow he gives it to Tim Watley. He yeah. can't go because he's got to go to a wedding, so yep. he gives it to Tim Watley, who then invites Elaine, and then, or no, first he, he invites Newman, I think. <laughs> Fucking Newman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Newman. Newman. Anyway, they keep getting re-gifted. He ends up going, you know, Jerry and Newman at the Super Bowl together, sitting next to each other, spilling popcorn. But Newman's another one of those characters. What, what other characters did you guys love from the show? God, I like the mechanic that stole his sob because he wasn't taking care of it. That was Brad Garrett, right? Yep. 
yes. the Pakistani <laughs> restaurant owner. Oh, that one's heartbreaking, actually. It was, but it was also oh, it's Abu. heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, Abu. You are a bad You're person. You are a very, a very bad, bad man, person. Seinfeld. Babu. <laughs> Babu. I, I love... Jerry's attitude when he goes in there and it's the inner monologue in the episode when he's going I'm a good person I'm helping this guy out I am really something else and, and he then he ruins, ruins his, his life, life. Yeah. <laughs> hey at least he tried <laughs> I, I like the, the couple that keeps beating Kramer up they steal the armoire from him oh the, the, oh, the, yeah. the the Puerto Rican gay couple? Yes. Yeah. They are awesome. <laughs> Their accent. He won't wear the ribbon, so they beat him up. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't you wearing the ribbon? The show was so ridiculous. It was so... You just never knew what was going to happen. I loved it so much. I still love it. I will, like, not watch it for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm just going to start watching it again. I'm still like... <laughs> so good. Sorry, that was like my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> You're bearing your testimony. Yeah. If you had to choose a set of parents, would you choose Jerry's parents or George's parents? Oh, Jerry's, oh, Jerry's 100%. Jerry's, like, definitely Jerry's. God. Choose George's because how interesting would that be? Just saying. They were crazy. <laughs> They're involved in his life, though. They're, they are crazy. <laughs> Jerry's parents... For all their weird, they moved to Florida, so they're fine. That's true. They're hundreds they're of miles away. away. Well, and they cared. I mean, their 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 craziness came from a place yes. of caring. Yeah. Until I his think. dad lost his wallet. That's true. I'm just saying. That's what, <laughs> what I what I loved about Jerry's parents, because they were living in that. Uh, uh, Buena Vista. Buena Vista Estates, thank you. Del Boca Vista. Thank God Michael Beck's here thank to be you, our Mike. tech support. Uh, yeah, the Del Boca Vista uh, community. Was the, the political intrigue <laughs> yes. in the Del Boca Vista Estates rivaled the West Wing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was incredible, and, yeah. Like, it like involved that astronaut pen. And, <laughs> and that was because you guys were talking about minor characters that stand out. To me, that guy... Take the pen. Yep. Take, Take the, pad. the pen. I loved that guy. I, I want you to have. Well, isn't that also the episode where we get to see Elaine dance? Oh. Yeah, I think. No, wait, no. That's where oh. she's going. Stella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's on pain pills from yeah. sleeping on the the the, the fold out bed, yeah. right? That's right. Because she's, the. The bed gave her, uh, it's right, because it was the back problem. Yeah. Yes. God, this show, for being about nothing, was really complicated. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, George's father originally wasn't played by Jerry Stiller. There was right. four or five episodes where, I don't remember the name of the actor, but he was, uh, it was actually uh, the dad in Christmas Vacation. It was Chevy Chase's dad. That's who played him. And he yeah. played him as a very nice human he was a good human being. He, there was an episode where he was trying to give things to charity, and it went awry. Once they brought in Jerry Stiller, it really <laughs> changed the whole show, actually. Oh, well, it explains who George is and why he is the way that he is. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. Well, and his mom is a piece of crap, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Mrs. Potato Head you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to, to watch those. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Are you talking about the, the signers? I, lo- I love watching signers. Oh, the, the sign language? <laughs> yeah, the sign language interpreters. Uh, because, like, when we do our dirty ones, we just say, like, dirty words on purpose to see what they look like. 
<laughs> Please don't. Though. I'm not going to do that right now. That's my son that they're signing for. So oh, if you could oh, not okay. the dirty birds right now, his mom would appreciate it. Okay, uh, how about this? So don't they can sign this. I will not traumatize your son. <laughs> son, everything is fine. There we go. He doesn't look. He doesn't look convinced. Like, yeah, he's so yeah. We'll, uh, he's try, He's in middle school. He's being too cool for tomorrow, school right tomorrow now. Tomorrow at five, we'll. Uh, so your dad just we'll said something horrible. Work. We're going to spare yeah. you from it, though. Um. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and that's, uh, that's the other thing about the show, is that, uh, as, as we said earlier, these are not good people. No. no. You should not be like these people. Mm-mm. But here's an interesting story. I really wanted to be like those people when I was <laughs> yes. growing up. And I saw that show, and my mother paid me an extreme compliment one time because I was it was when I was dating Sonia she uh, you remember I, oh, I remember and and she my mother said you know you two remind me of Jerry and Elaine and at the time I took that as an extreme compliment going back I don't think mom understood the show I, yeah right I because yeah. remember that the, there's that episode where they're like oh we can have sex again. And it save, turned out horribly bad. To save the bad. friendship. Save the friendship. To we got it. Friendship. It was we could have I this. I want to save some friendship. We got to save the friendship. <laughs> yep. Why can't we have this and also have that? <laughs> so, uh, as we're talking about them being bad people, uh, there's a lot of cringe-worthy moments in this oh, yeah. series. We're, first of all, Pro or con cringeworthy? Was that, was, was that something that kept you coming back? Or I know it turned a lot of people off. It turned my wife off for it, for sure. But is that, is that something you guys, as a, as a panel, enjoyed? And what were some of the, the funniest ones you remember? Cringeworthy a, moments? Cringe-worthy. I think I identified I, some of them. Me, personally, the more cringeworthy, the better. I love anything. And, and actually, they started the whole like cringeworthy comedy Genre, I really think. Um, I love it when I'm watching it going, oh, God, don't do it. Don't do it. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That oh, took it to funny. a whole nother level yeah. of cringeworthy. And then, the, like, and then like, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia sunny. showed up. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to be even worse than Seinfeld. We're going to have no redeemable qualities, right? <laughs> Anything Danny McBride's ever be- been in, right, is that stuff. I... Love it, where I'm just like, please, no. And I'll, like, ex-wife, mm-hmm. girlfriends, they're like, I can't watch this show. How are you laughing so hard? You know, like... Yes. Yeah. I, I love when he drops her toothbrush in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Oh. He does, and she then brushes her teeth with oh, it. Yeah. That's and, a cringeworthy moment her, yeah. in the show. What about when they... Uh, <laughs> when George and Jerry drug that girl so they could play with her toys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, like, I was like, oh, these are terrible people. But I was just like, also, I get it. Yes. <laughs> Which again, I'm, I'm sad that I'm, I must be that terrible person because I, I'm like, I understand why you drug that, that, that person. Yeah, because you want to play that football game, right? Yeah. You want to play Mattel Exactly, football. the electric yeah. football. And eat her Pez. <laughs> Pez! The Tweety Bird Pez. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. that's a that's actually a, gr a great scene because there's something about like maybe you're at a funeral or in church or something and when you, when you start laughing when you're not supposed to laugh that is the best laugh you'll ever have in your life so the fact that elaine just starts laughing about a tweety bird pez it is amazing it's great writing in my opinion and it ruins that woman's life. <laughs> the woman that was that, playing the piano. Something like that just happened upstairs in the... Uh, you guys, we get to go to a green room. We get like sandwiches and Diet, Diet Coke. Cokes. And I was sitting there with uh, Jay Whitaker and John Smith. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is John here? Oh, John's here. I and uh, and uh, Jay, looked at <laughs> Jay looked at John and goes... You look like a price value Jimmy Martin right now. Oh. And then he just started laughing and fell on the ground. And, uh, you know, that's how we heal, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was really funny. It should have been. <laughs> Maybe I should have filmed it. Sorry, ladies. That was too far. Too much, huh? Too far. <laughs> we don't Be talk about this cat there. people. Consent uh, is key. <laughs> oh my God. Tell your friends Bye. to come in. <laughs> Can we just no, I, can we discuss honestly, a little I, bit as far as characters and you know they're bad people? Let's talk about some pros and cons of each character. What, what do you like about certain characters, and what just drives you crazy if if you knew them in real life? Like we have to pick. <laughs> Should I name the characters? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Let, let's go, Jerry. First of all, what do you like about Jerry? Let's just go down the line. What do you like about Jerry? He's interesting. He's different and he's complex. His absolute. His absolute uh, assuredness that he is always right. Mm -hmm. That is admirable, yes. Yeah. He's a little like Teflon, you know. He always ends up in the middle. They've had episodes where he's just all, everything even Stevens out for him. Everything evens out for him, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's kind of funny. <laughs> I think he's kind, he's kind of funny. Of funny. <laughs> I mean, that well, I mean, he was, but he was supposed to be the anchor. Yeah. yeah. Of, of the show. He was surrounded by crazy people and he was supposed to be the most sane one. Yep. Right. He's supposed to be the normal one in the group. Yeah, for sure. Even, even though he had an awful lot of problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he was our anchor for the audience. Right. He, was, he was the one who we were supposed to see the show through, right. uh, through his eyes. Well, we talk about the show being a show about nothing, but the actual pitch, the actual pitch was, this is how a comedian gets his material. Right. And when you go to the earlier episodes, you see that setup. You see him set up the jokes. You see the roll out with his friends and the adventures. And then you see how he transitions that into his show. But that's not as, as fun to say as, as a show about nothing. Yeah, remember that time? Like he, like, he was totally nuts. Yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld was nuts? Oh, Seinfeld was nuts. Remember, like, his... Uh, Shoelaces touched the floor, so yeah. in the bathroom. Oh, so he threw them away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had some issues. Oh, okay. Throughout the whole yeah. thing, he's a perfectionist in all the relationships that he's in. Every girl that he dates, he finds some little thing. There's always a flaw. Yeah, man some hands. little flaw that you know, whether it's the man <laughs> hands or the hands. soft talker or the the low talker or the low talker. Yeah. Or, the, or the girl that looks. Hotter depending on what the yeah, lighting, on the light. lighting, what the lighting, the lighting is. Like she's either like or, super ugly or super hot. Yeah. Or the girl who has the belly button voice that he likes more than the girl. Yes. The hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we make a little side note right now about some of the women that Jerry dated? Since we're talking about him dating women, there's a list. Some, yeah. some of the women that he dated: all the, uh, Catherine Keener. She was in Being with John mm -hmm. Malkovich. Mm -hmm. Courtney Cox. Yep. Oh yuck! They're perfect. Yep. Deborah Messing, Amanda Pete, Lauren Graham, and Terry Hatcher. 
Oh, Terry Hatcher's the one he... Yeah, yeah. They're real and they're fabulous. Spectacular. That's the one. And and we shouldn't leave out Marley Matlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't even on my list. Marley Matlin was on... See that, that's another good like uh, cringy moment where they're they're holding up the the menu to their mouth so she can't yeah. read their lips and they're having a side <laughs> conversation. And she's like, okay. Yeah. But she calls them anyway. out on it. She catches them. Yeah. I just want to tell you, everybody, stand-up comedians do not date women of that caliber. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Even if you're Jerry Seinfeld, you're not, you're not going to get ladies like that. Um, what about the? Uh, you were, you were talking about uh, Jerry and when he went nuts. Was that the episode where uh, he switched apartments with Kramer oh, and basically became episode. Kramer? <laughs> with the Kenny Rogers. Oh, oh you, my Kenny God. Rogers roasters. Kenny yeah. Rogers bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he didn't. It, it, and he became Kramer, but Kramer also became him. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. more laid back. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things about Jerry that you didn't care for? Just that I anything. didn't care for? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't get, like, in real life, he's so particular about things. Like, that's a bit much to deal with. Yeah. I think back to that finding a flaw in every woman he yeah. dated. Because, yeah. Oh, right. I was always just like, what the wrong, like, what's wrong What the hell? You? That's Terry Hatcher. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Or that's Deborah Messing. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's what I hated. That was the frustrating yeah, thing. And I was like, oh, and you stop boning Elaine? <laughs> That was the big mystery. I never understood why those two never worked it out. But they were all, because they were terrible people. They were terrible yeah. people is probably why. Yeah. She had to get with somebody stupid like Putty that I didn't five. think about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what about Elaine do we like and not like? Oh. Elaine is a terrible person, but I will, she is one of my first loves, I, I have to say. And I don't know if it's Elaine or Julia Louis-Dreyfus that I love, because as we watch Julia with her career, as she goes from Seinfeld and doing all the things that she does. She went from Troll 2. <laughs> That's right. She started Troll 2. Uh, <laughs> she is just, she is a national treasure. Uh, Brad Hall is a lucky man. Brad Hall is the luckiest goddamn man on the planet. Uh, she's just amazing, because if you watch Veep, she's just terrific in that. Yeah. I fell in love with her because of Seinfeld. And she was always kind of the girl that I wanted, even though she was terrible. Yeah. I wanted to date Elaine. You wanted to, you wanted to date a girl that you could give her some peach schnapps and she'd give up all her secrets? Yeah. <laughs> Would she have found you sponge-worthy? That's the question. Sponge-worthy? Is that yeah. Was Would she sponge have found you sponge-worthy? <laughs> no, but she could spare a square. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't spare a square. But to she, me, was, she was impressive for the time, how successful she was, too. I mean, she was a successful, independent, um, strong female character that wasn't yes. necessarily attached to any one man. She wasn't mm-hmm. an accessory to... Exactly. Yes. You know That's what, what made her attractive. Yeah, me. and she deemed people uh, non-sponge worthy. <laughs> right. You're not worthy of a contraceptive yeah. sponge. Yes. One is all. One is all you get. It's also good to remember her father was like a famous author. So, yes. I mean, she could have taken the easy path, but she yeah. didn't. She, she went down her own direction. And that, that's one of the things that made her cool. I just thought she was, she was cool. I, like, that's somebody you would want to hang out with. I mean, yeah, she, she did. She was petty about things just like the rest of them. But she seemed like the most realistic person out of the four main characters. She was, she was always optimistic. 
yeah. you know, some of them were more, more gloomy. She was always optimistic. Was always hoping the glass was half full, and it was champagne. Don't you think the? I think Kramer was the most os- optimistic. Yes, more so. Yeah. But, but okay. Because he's always like, like, "I'm gonna do this," and he yeah, did but, it. But compare <laughs> her to like George. Even, oh, uh, God damn, Cra- George! But Kramer's optimism was different because it came from complete and total naivete. Like he had no idea what was going right. on. He was so disconnected from the real world. At least Elaine. <laughs> Kind of knew what was was what was going on. And we can was, get through this. Yeah. Have you guys ever met Lee George Cade? That's our Kramer. He's our Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Kramer was always like he knew everybody in the neighborhood, but then he would burn every bridge by the time the episode was over. Somehow, I don't. Know. <laughs> he was friends with everybody, but everybody also hated him. I don't know. I never figured out how but that I worked. I don't think it was ever on purpose, though. It was always by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That that's true. Al- that he, he alienated people. Kind of like his stand-up routine. <laughs> that's another... He really alienated, like, a whole race yeah. on that yeah, one. He, yeah, he was out of flames. <laughs> oh, sorry to bring that up. Yeah. That was a, that was a case of uh, somebody that was famous that didn't know how to do stand-up <laughs> getting an opportunity to do it and just bombing and being terrible and ruining everything he had. And he's still paying for it. Yep. Yep. Let's talk about George. But anyway, let's talk about George. Let's talk about George. (laughs) Speaking of ruining everything you have in your life, let's talk about George. Yeah, train wrecks, yeah. (laughs) Uh, George, he's... George is a complicated character because he's the underdog. You you knew a George when you were a kid, and you really wanted to root for him. Sometimes I, I would see my brother in George a little bit. Like, you always wanted to root for him, but you knew he was just gonna blow it. Here, here's, here's the thing, uh, as, as guys, we all wanted to be Jerry, mm-hmm. but we knew in our hearts that we were all George. George. Yep. <laughs> right? I mean, You're Jerry's ruining cool. the summit of George! <laughs> That's when I became a teacher. Oh, you guys, I'm a school teacher, I'm sorry. Summer of George? Uh, yeah. yeah, like it was always Summer of George. I'm gonna wear velvet, and then I'd ruin it every time, like break my ankle. That's true, you did. Yeah. I think one of the things that like set the voice of the show, and sorry if there's kids in here, but it's the episode, it's the first episode where we meet George's mom. <laughs> and he goes, my mom caught me. Yes. Like, caught you what? He's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was alone, she caught me. And she oh, ends up falling not- and hurting her hip or something. So, and that's the episode, what's that? Yes. Her tailbone, okay. And there was so, the sheet, right? Yeah, yeah with, with the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the sponge yeah. bath. Oh, yeah. And he was best. <laughs> He was um, pleasing himself <laughs> to the lady getting the uh, sponge bath, right? Yeah. <laughs> so gross. But like, it, I, and I remember watching it. It was the one about the like when they had the pleasing themselves. Contest. They had the contest, yeah. Um, <laughs> master of their domain. Master, master of, of the domain, domain. Yeah. and I'm just like. This is like the dirtiest thing I've ever seen on mm-hmm. broadcast yeah. television. You know, it was on TV. <laughs> At the time, it really was. It was. But here's the thing is that if you watch the episode, it doesn't break any no, it doesn't. standards and practices no. kind of rules. It's, it's very... They, they found edgy. a way to talk about it, and we all knew what they were talking yeah. about without saying it. And again, I'm trying to imagine the pitch yeah. to the TV executives... <laughs> We're doing an episode about masturbation. We're not going to talk about it necessarily, <laughs> but we are going to talk about it at the same time. And the TV execs going, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> how do you? It's one of those I, I trust you moments. 
was yeah. so groundbreaking. But it was so good. Like, yeah, it was. It was I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of that episode. Said, uh, Kramer disappears for 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Walks back in the door, slams it down. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but they even throw back to it because George supposedly won, right? But at the very last episode, and they think they're going to die on the airplane, he goes, I have to tell you the truth. I lied. We're like, why did you lie? Well, because that's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm George. Because I'm George. Because <laughs> that's all he does. Yeah. I'm curious how many people here are going to have questions, because if you have a question, I want to make sure we get to you. All right, no questions. Okay, you got one? No, we had a few hands. We got right, Well, if you have a question, go ahead and start lining up, and we'll get to all of you. I do uh, want to play a little criticism. game. A little game with the panelists. One of the, one of the you know, uh, things that keep reoccurring in Seinfeld is the, the fake movies. Mm-hmm. The death blow. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to see Checkmate. if you guys, I, I wrote some of my own as well. So let's see if you can. If if you think it's from Seinfeld, say Seinfeld. If you think it's it's fake that I made it up, just say fake. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Blimp. What was that again? Blimp. That's that not Seinfeld. That's Seinfeld. That is from Seinfeld. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Chow fun. <laughs> not that's not Seinfeld. That's I don't think. Fake. It's actually from Seinfeld. That is. <laughs> that's from Seinfeld. Uh, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Not from Seinfeld. Correct. That is not oh, from God, Seinfeld. God Let's just let Carrie do this. we're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have Carrie play. That sounds good. Cry, cry again. Cry, oh, cry Seinfeld. again. That is from Seinfeld. Yeah. Is. Correct. That is from because Seinfeld. You cry, and then you cry, cry again. again. And yeah. then you cry again. Yeah. Curtains of my love. No. No, I don't think that is one. No. I don't think so. I made that up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Cupid's rival. That sounds like. That Seinfeld. sounds like yeah. it would be, but I don't know. I'm gonna say. I don't no, know. What do you do two in a row that were fake? So now we're. So now we're you think it, what do you think I made it up? I think you made that up. Nope, that's Seinfeld. Oh, finally, I stumped him. Uh, broken mirror. That's so innocuous. It's gotta be. Yeah. Seinfeld, I think. That sounds like Seinfeld. That's, nope, that's mine. That's oh, yours. <laughs> you're you're throwing me. I'm trying. Yeah. Kitties by the dozen. <laughs> that's you. That's, that's you. That's totally yeah, that was me. That was me. Uh, sack lunch. Oh, that was that's, oh, that's, that's you. That was definitely Seinfeld. Okay. I mean, there's some obvious ones. Prognosis, prognosis negative. Rochelle, yeah. Rochelle. There's entire yeah. Rochelle, episodes. Rochelle, Rochelle. That Rochelle. movie was hot. <laughs> it was the raciest movie. It was what the, uh, the travels of a lady from... Something to Minsk or something? <laughs> Milan to Minsk. Milan to Minsk. Yes. Milan to Minsk, yes. A couple, we'll do a couple more. Uh, You're making me miss the death blow. <laughs> Heart flambe. Heart flambe. Heart flambe. I'm gonna go I don't think that's real. I think that's, I, I think that's I not think Seinfeld. That's no, show. I think that's Seinfeld. I made it up. Oh, okay. Heart flambe. That's a good one. Uh, mountain High. Seinfeld. That is Seinfeld. Yeah. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Oh. Not a movie. Yes. That is a, that's that one is of my favorite lines. Seinfeld. I always use that with my son. These pretzels are making me thirsty. That's my only line of dialogue in the Woody Allen movie. Yeah. The Lemon Tree. Seinfeld. Yeah. Nope, I made it up. Oh, man. <laughs> Murder at the Panda Express. That's you. Oh, come you on. Made that, up. that was me. That, that's that's a... I don't think Panda Express was really a thing. They had Panda Express. Sure they did. Panda Express just kills you slowly. 
It's only new in Utah. Well, I, you know. uh, uh, okay, two more. The glo- Flaming Globes of Sigmund. You think Seinfeld? It's All right, I'm going to let the audience decide. That's, that's Seinfeld. That's I did not make that one up. And The Penguin's Dilemma. That's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I think you made that one up. That was me. That was me. Okay, now I know I can write Seinfeld movies. That's good to know. All right. <laughs> Who's got some questions? Let's line up and do some questions. Well, we got a microphone right the there. Yeah, just step phone. right up. Step right up. Questions or observations? Say, so what's the deal with? <laughs> well, what's the deal with? But it's more of a comment and request. Uh, my name's Adam. This is my 41st birthday today. Happy birthday! Is, is it your birthday? Happy my birthday, last name Adam. Is Newman. What was that? And my last name is Newman. So I think you know. Newman. I'm a mailman. <laughs> so that's Who's all you want to say? For real. Newman. Do you want us to sing to you? No, that's fine. All right, no. good. I didn't want to. I was Happy birthday. <laughs> sit down, Newman. <laughs> Newman. As long as you didn't say sit down back. <laughs> but the, well, I was just going to mention that um, the Seinfeld is actually a. Well, one time I saw it was at the new. Uh, sorry. Um, okay, Kramer was answering. He was getting the the wrong number. His phone number was um, one number away from the movie phone. From oh movie God! Phone. I yeah. that. You have reached movie okay, phone. So I guess the question is: Is do you? I mean, that is such a sign of. I mean, people. Kids nowadays, they don't of know the what 90s. movie phone was anymore. You know, yeah. I remember movie phone. Yeah. You know, and it was only just a blip. Do you, do you, um, do you know any, I mean, do you recall any other things that, you know, you know, you know, you're, you're of an age that you know well, that, you know, that you watch it, the kids that nowadays say, what the, you know. But here's the thing that. about that scene specifically is that when, when that, episode uh, debuted, we didn't have movie phone here. Mm -hmm. But they were able to explain what the concept of movie phone was so well that it didn't matter to me. And I didn't even need to hear the movie phone guy voice to laugh at Kramer saying, hello, and welcome to movie phone. (laughs) It was still funny to me. And then he goes, and then we got movie phone and I went, I get it now. And then he goes, why, Why don't, don't you, you just, just tell me what movie you want to see? But trying to explain to kids like how you spelled something on the phone, yeah. like put in the first three letters of the title of the movie, like yeah, they don't. They've got a whole keyboard on their phone. Why would you know? It, <laughs> how did you do that on an old phone? But what I was like once again, I'm a school teacher. Um, Kids don't need that knowledge to mm-hmm. think something is funny or good. Yeah, yeah. I was on a Stranger P- uh, Things panel er- earlier today, and even though that show is like so like '80s referency, mm-hmm. kids love it just because yeah. it's it's well done and they it's well told. No, I mean when comedy is is well performed, it, it you don't need a frame of reference. When I was watching Looney Tunes as a kid, I didn't know who Peter Lorre was, but when they did a Peter Lorre joke, I laughed because right. it was funny. Yeah. So and, and that's the same with the with the movie phone thing. They explained it so well, you didn't need the frame of reference. You knew what the service was and that he was doing that instead of the 
the actual service. <laughs> I, I just had a comment on the, uh, if, if you guys had an opinion on the, I love the circular nature of the storytelling of Seinfeld, how mm -hmm. the things that happened at the first of the episode came back at the There's end of the There's always a comeback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, I thought that was really brilliant writing and you don't see a lot of that or, or it doesn't seem like it. That's because stand-up comedians were writing that stuff. Right, like they know how to call the, back a joke, and, and that's back. that's what the callback is like the best thing in comedy. And if you think about the relationship of George and Susan, is, was that her oh, name? Oh yeah, right. That was all comeback, right? And eventually, she, thank God, she died. That was from, callback over so many episodes, right? Yeah, years, yeah. That they did that. That <laughs> like was brilliant. The whole, the whole Poppy character. That was, that was over several different seasons yeah. that, that mm -hmm. Poppy happened. And I just watched one last night. I'm in like season six. And out of nowhere, Poppy enters this building. And they had just replaced the couch because Jerry took the place of the doorman oh, yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. let somebody in to steal the couch. So that they got that old couch, brought it in. And then oh. Poppy happens to walk in and sees Elena and goes, I'm a so upset. And sits down and pees on the couch again. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Poppy peeing on the couch all the time. <laughs> So Seinfeld was one of those shows that was not popular when it first premiered. It took seasons before it became yeah. the number one show in America. Yeah. Was it better before everybody loved it, before everybody watched it every week, and they were full of themselves, they realized, oh, we have a hit on our hands? No. I, I actually like it, the, the later huh? episodes better. I think they're better formed. I think there's a couple of seasons right in the middle that are probably the best but I think I don't like the last season very much. I don't think it's as good as some of the earlier stuff. And and see, here's the thing: is that I, I constantly read about. Oh, I hated the season finale of this. Yeah. Uh, and Seinfeld is in that list always. And yeah. I disagree. I thought it was kind of again that big callback. It was the ultimate yeah. callback. It was the ultimate callback because the dialogue that they said while they're sitting in jail because they are terrible people, <laughs> they are in jail. The same dialogue was the first the dialogue first, from the yeah, first, first episode yeah. where they're yeah. talking about George's sweater or something yeah. like that. It's the button. Which button? The button, yeah. And I'm just like, that it's is, awesome. you can't do any more callback jokes after that because <laughs> they did them all and they did them better than anyone else possibly could. I think the arc of the show itself was like, it's the perfect map for if you wanted to write a, uh, you know, a 30-minute comedic show, a sitcom, that's what they're called with normal people. Um, it's because the first few years, it wasn't as good, but nobody was watching. And that's when you get to take some chances and find your voice. And then by the time people started watching, they really started like kicking it into fifth they and sixth gear. Yeah. And by the time it was done, they were top of their game. Well, in the first two years, they're setting up all of the jokes for the next seasons. Right. The future. So that's what made the future ones so much funnier. Hello. In your opinion, what do you feel is the most sensual of meats? The most sensual of, of, of meats. Sensual of meats? The most sensual, the of, sensual meats. of meats. Oh. For me, I mean, a ribeye steak really just does something to my soul. Snow crab. I'm going to go lobster. There um, is a correct answer, right? Okay. <laughs> is it pastrami? That's what I thought. Yeah, I say, oh, that's, that's I right. I flew to, <laughs> I flew to uh, close to the sun on wings of pastrami. 
<laughs> and I've actually said that so many times when I've failed at something. <laughs> Isn't that the episode where George is like, he'd have sex with, was it Susan? No. It was somebody else. Yeah, it was somebody else. But he had else, like a, yeah. in his drawer, he... He had a sandwich. Yeah, he had a sandwich. Yeah. He had a sandwich. You can, you can combine God, I love that show. I'm going to go watch TV it tonight. turned on. It's awesome. That's By right. the way, everybody, George Costanza is a perfect example of if you don't ask, you're never going to get somebody, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine some of the people he dated in that show, he probably asked 250 women if you want, they wanted to go on a date. got turned down 249 times, but one of them said yes. <laughs> it's like the one area he was actually persistent in his life. <laughs> the sea, he, the he dated Uncle May, uh, Aunt May. He, Marissa Tomei. Oh, Marissa right. Tomei. Yeah. Indeed, Marissa indeed. Tomei. Of course, of course she was engaged at the time. Right. Which, you know, and then after again, Susan died, person. he called her. Right? Yeah. The best pickup line That's of all time is... Mm-hmm. Sorry. The best pickup line of all time is, I live with my parents. I don't have a job. Do you want to go to lunch? Yeah. <laughs> when he did the opposite, the opposite. Day. Yeah. yeah. It changed his life. The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I kind of said... Um, is it a Titleist? <laughs> that it's annoying when Jerry has all these particular things while he's dating. Did you, do you guys ever have relation to that where you're like, oh, I'm having a Jerry moment. I, I, my whole goddamn life, dude. I have to confess, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious if you had any good stories about those. I did the no. same thing. I stopped dating a girl because I hated her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I was I was too much Jerry again. That was that whole comparison thing that I was a terrible person, but I didn't realize I was a um, terrible person. I was dating a girl. I didn't like that she always wanted a sip. No, oh. like was it, whenever I had a drink, she's like, "Can I have a sip?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I guess, yuck." You know, like I don't like. Um, yeah, no, no, I just didn't like it. it was it a sip or was it a gulp? No, it was like a sip. Like, like whenever I had like a soda. Because she'd, 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 she'd go, she'd go, can I have a sip? Hmm. And I'm like, oh, so now What's your that? mouth germs are there. But I'd still totally yeah. make out with her and <laughs> stuff. I, I married the first girl that asked me on a date. So no, <laughs> no? I was not picky at all. I was like, I, you like me? I like you too. Let's do it. <laughs> So my question is, in your guys' opinion, do you think that the series finale was as iconic as, say, a Cheers or a MASH or something along those lines? The finale? The finale. Uh, I'm, boy, the, the, the last season, uh, the last episode of MASH was pretty good. Yeah, um, it's a tough one to top. But again, I'm, I'm kind of biased. I, I thought the last episode of Seinfeld was just fine. And I, I also liked the last episode of The Sopranos, so what oh, But Shut up, you! There you go. I think some people just aren't going to like any last episode, no yeah. matter what you do. But I did like it myself also. And it's because I like that they brought back all these characters. And they yeah. pointed out, right. these are terrible people. This is what they did to me. Yeah, I thought was that was a, a nice vote. Su- like it was a summation of the series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you needed to did be I make up a word? Summation? summation. The, the finale was true to the characters and to yeah. the show. But I think what disappointed people was they were waiting for that growth moment. Because most stories have a growth moment. <laughs> But so no. if something's ending, we, we assume that they're going to grow. But that would have been so out of character for the show. No, I exactly. Over nine seasons, that is such grow. a good point, though. Exactly. Really zero. But, but, yeah, I, but I, I agree. Right. I agree. Yeah. But I you're think right. that's, that's why wanted. people were not happy with it. But when you don't grow, karma has to come. So yeah. Yeah. The, 
the final or the finale was and, and that's why karma. they're in jail. Right, yeah. very they're, true to the show, karma. very true to the characters, but I think it just that's why it disappointed yeah, the audience. Yeah. People wanted them to have that aha yeah. moment and they didn't didn't get there. So one of the things I enjoy about Seinfeld is like some of the zaniest things that happen in the show are things you never actually see. They just tell you about it after the fact. Like George and the marine biologist or Kramer and the toe and, and the bus. Which one of your, which is your favorite of those stories? Well, you give a, a great example with the marine biologist. Marine biologist. Because we didn't need to be there on the beach with George and the whale. <laughs> Because the way it was written and the way he told the story was perfect. The yeah. sea was angry that day, my friends, and he holds up the, the title as golf ball. Yep. Yeah. The way that was delivered was just brilliant. We didn't need to be there. We didn't need that expensive on-site shot. Right. You know. Uh, Newman had a bunch of those. Newman had many of those. Yeah, yeah. like multiple. I'm not even going to go on to list it, but like when, uh, what's his name? What was Wayne, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Bill would come out and just tell these stories. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I waited for Newman yeah. to and, show up and, every episode. And Kramer would tell stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, well, I loved all of his Bob Sacamano. No, my Bob, Bob Sacamano, yeah. Like, all the time. And I don't, do we ever, I mean, I don't, we don't meet him I don't think we on the show, right? I don't think we it's did. It's that ongoing, like, crazy stuff that he does with Bob Sacamano. I enjoyed the, the JFK bit. Uh, oh, yeah. With, with Keith Hernandez. I mean, they did show flashbacks kind of of the old, the old uh, news footage type stuff. You know, but there was a story being told about, you know, the magic loogie in, the, in that The magical that loogie back and to the left. And to the left. And they're reacting physically as it's being told, like they've just been hit by the magic loogie. It's brilliant. He's using the golf club to point. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. To, to this day, I say some celebrities' names the way that George said them. Keith Hernandez, <laughs> John Voight. John, this is John, John Voight. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I have a story on the show about John Voight, I go, John Voight. And that led to Woody Woodpecker being destroyed in the, in the parade. <laughs> they popped the balloon in that episode. All right, we're out of time. Uh, if you guys want to tell everybody where you're going to be, but first of all, thank you, everybody, for coming. I hope you had a yeah. good time. Sarah, uh, sit and listen to us uh, nerd out about Seinfeld. I appreciate it. Are we, are we good? Who, who's, yeah. Oh, me? Is it me? Um, yeah. Jump on I in. I will be at the Shawshank Redemption panel in the next hour. So. I'm, I'm going to be on the uh, professional wrestling panel the next hour, so that'll be Listen, I, I can't help but think that we need to end this uh, panel on a certain note, and this may take a moment. Okay, he's, Carrie's working on it. But, uh, I'm uh, down at the Fairy Tale Inc. booth, and tomorrow I'll be talking about Harry Potter. Sweet. Uh, I'm gonna be here next hour for the Mad Titans podcast. Oh, yes, It's Jay right Washington. here, Carrie, and Carrie's gonna be here too with Jay Washington. I, I cannot. Um, you're not gonna be here? No, I can't make it. I got a radio thing I gotta do in the morning. God damn it. That you may have heard of. Um, <laughs> And then the 5 o'clock tomorrow, it, in this room, I believe, Yes, we are doing Geek Show Podcast Live. We are. Uh, Saturday night, we will be at Gracie's yes. from 7, seven to, to 9, nine doing a, a, a thingamajig. But this is also a big thing. Uh, I host a pub quiz at Lucky 13, uh, 21 and older. Uh, 
If you show up on September 18th, it's the 10-year anniversary of Lucky 13, uh, you could win 500, 200, 100, or... 13? Thirteen dollars, or <laughs> you get to log on to Lee George Cade's Spotify. That's one of the. Those, prizes. those are the prizes. So, okay. anyway, like, thank you. Do you like ready, Carrie? Let's end this right now. I mean, really, that's what we were missing, right? <laughs> thank you all for coming. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.